Hey everyone, and welcome to Drinks and Dice. We're a small group of friends and family who have been playing Dungeons and Dragons together via Zoom for a few years, and have recently decided to start recording and broadcasting our play sessions. The intent behind the broadcasts are to help our players remember what happened and catch up on content they might have missed, as well as provide entertainment for all of our children. If you're not one of the members of Drinks and Dice or their children, then you're still welcome, and I hope you enjoy listening along with our adventures. I should note a small disclaimer. Audio issues continue to plague our group, and we're working to get better and better each week. So if you're enjoying the story, hang in there. Audio quality will improve over time. With all that said, let's jump right into this week's adventure on Drinks and Dice. Welcome back, everyone. Um, last week we had quite the adventure as we continue to explore the Ivory Manor. Lots of different rooms, lots of different combats, the different sofa jokes. Um, the, the adventure started with uh, Dolomite being held by Pee Wee Herman's Cherry, um, to which we quickly dispatched the chairs and the plants that came to life shortly after in that room. Uh, moving on uh, down into a room of wonder for Dolomite, who unfortunately was absent last week and this week, um, uh, to which Letafe tossed a grenade in the form of a fireball spell in the center of the room, uh, quickly destroying every one of the automatons that were in that room. Um, through tears, Dolomite was looting and picked up a couple of cogs and pieces of those. Um, as he was exploring the workshop uh, we also explored a library which some scrolls and some books were found and reviewed um, the privy was explored at one point in time um, the footprints were seen coming out of that which followed found a uh, humanoid rat like creature um, that seemed to change into a from human to rat-human at the source of a bright, light object I believe one of you is now in possession of. Um, shortly after that, more exploration of the kitchen and the kitchen pantry went underway, uh, and we ended the evening exploring the, what appears to be a master bedroom suite. Um, it was in this room, Luth, Dolomite, and Lowen in wolf form were present when Luth removed a blanket from a mirror. Upon doing so, three copies of those folks came out of the mirror, and we ended the session with Luth tossing the blanket back onto the mirror. Um, and that is how we ended the evening last week. Clarifications or comments? Before I hand the session over to you. Right. So who has? Sorry, one question. Who has the girl? Because it's not me. Uh, she left. He left the girl in the study. Right. Um, and we did not roll initiative um, when the shadow spawns appeared. So if no one has any clarifying 
points of order, and I'll ask us to start this session by rolling. Start with uh, looks like Luth. Luth's initiative is terrible. Four. Four. Glowing in your wolf 14. form. Add something different. Uh, Dex modifier based on your wolf, not your actual. Fifteen. Saxon. I'll do. Twenty. Not naturalized. Zetha Fay? Seven. Seven. And I assume uh, someone's rolling for Dolomite? Yes, 18. Eight. Right. And Celise? I'm sorry. I thought it was just people in that room who were rolling. Coming, coming. Of course. 22. The least prepared person gets a very high initiative. Yep. All right. Uh, so what's going to happen is uh, instead of having you guys roll a second round of initiative, the people in the room are going to act in one round, and then you all can join them in the second round if you choose to go into the room. So um, it'll be uh, – so we're just going to skip you on the initiative track on the first round of combat if you're not in the room uh, ready to participate in that. Uh, quick change the music. Do our characters attack on our initiative round, or do they have their own? We'll have to wait and see. Oh, boy. <laughs> we will. <laughs> have they done anything aggressive yet? I know there was a grapple attempt. I guess that's... That was the first thing that happened, yeah. yeah. Is the door open or shut? The hallway. The door was open. Open. Way. And the mirror is on the bottom so that the true character is at towards the top. The, uh, yeah, so that's confusing. Uh, I just pulled these out so we would have track of them. Uh, I am going to use another token to represent the. I think I'll use another token to make it easier. Um, so. You're kind of cutting in and out, Nick. I am? Yeah. Okay. I heard you okay. Oh, good. All right, hopefully that's better. Um, so, I'm just going to grab this dolomite, and dolomite's going to be this tree coming out of the mirror. You'll be this treasure chest, and now Glowin will be a and the mirror is up top. The mirror is this unit right here. Okay. All right. So first to act in the room, uh, we skip Celise, we skip Saxon. Is Dolomite.
Yes. I think if there's a sense of hostility, Dolomite will bonus action. No, when did he pull out those magic stones? I think I imbued the magic stones real recently as a bonus action at the end of the last episode. Um, yes, you did. I'm going to yes. do it this way. It's going to be less complicated. I'm putting a red dot on the points. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, that looks much better. I, I think this is what I'm going to just go out on a limb and guess that this is what Dolmite will do. He will address the reflections and say, Now we don't want any trouble here. You just take yourselves back into that mirror and we'll be on our way and no one has to get hurt. And he will hold his sling action uh, if, if somebody begins to attack, um, he will, well, I can't just say somebody. Um, if the Dolomite or Luth reflections that are farther away in the range distance come closer or attack, he will attack whichever one of them takes that action first. Okay. Uh, is that fair? Yep, that's fair. Would you With like to do any movement? Uh, <laughs> so I guess he's kind of in melee with... He's in range of this wolf reflection. Um, he'll just get that umbrella up in between him and the direwolf reflection and okay. remain spot. Alright, so that brings us to Glowin. Um... Well, I can't converse with anybody, so I'm just going to attack. If I hold my attack, do I lose anything? Like, if I hold my attack until it's something, it's just the same potency, right? You don't get any bonus actions. Well, that's okay. I don't get any. any. All right, I will wait. Wait for what? I will wait for an aggressive action. Um... I will wait for an attack by can I say any of them or should I be specific like if any of them are show aggression then I'll attack what will you attack I will bite it the wolf in front of me okay okay alright the dire wolf in front of you uh, bites you <laughs> and I bite him <laughs> uh, but he's gonna go to bite you Nineteen to hit. Yeah, I'm sure that does. Yes. 
And that attack does six points of piercing damage. And he's hey. going to go ahead. He's he's going to attack again. Wait, how come he gets to attack by? Sixteen to hit. That hit. Five points of bludgeoning. No piercing damage. Sorry. Your held action was to attack. Yes. Go ahead. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Drink saving throw. Knocked prone. Okay. 14 damage. 14 damage. That's why he only gets to attack once. Just for the record. Twice? Twice. You mean? Oh, well, that was like max damage. Uh, Then the um, Luth figure will attack you, Luth. Swings down with a, a shadowy copy of your sword for a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Five points of slashing damage. And then he will swing again. I believe you have an axe in your offhand, or are you, are you dual sorting now? I still have my axe. I just need my axe in a second. So your axe swing is a 17 to hit. That'll hit. And it is six points of slashing damage. And then he is going to throw. The Dolomite clone is going to make a attack. Uh, He's going to go ahead. Yeah, yep, you can make a reaction. Yep, he, can use he, would attack, he would attack the Luth. The Luth, because he attacked first. So. Right. It's uh, 16 to hit on the hits. swing. Uh, it's nine damage. Alright. Uh, and then the Dolomite copy is going to throw a stone at Dolomite. Uh, six to hit. Miss. And a second. Fourteen to hit. Glances off his umbrella. Alright. Both block. Nicely done. That ends their turn. Skipping Zethafe this round. And Luth, you're up. Alright. Having been attacked. Seeming all negotiation is off the table, Luke will attack his clone, first with his sword, that's a natural one for eight. Get the deck, that one. Oh boy. Speed is reduced by five feet until you finish a short rest. Twisted your ankle on that attack. Ouch. Can I modify that? Uh, you can modify your movement, I believe, but. Uh... Alright, next attack. 
Alright, next attack is going to be... Actually... Yeah, no, I'm going to use my sword. Or my battle axe. So when you when you get you get two attacks per action, you can use your primary weapon both times, and then your offhanded attack can be your bonus action. So like when it says you can make the attack action twice, it means with your primary weapon. Okay. All right. Um, well then, I will apply this roll to my longsword then, and we will do twenty. It's not enough roll. 20 not natural hits. That's nine damage. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to bonus action my battle axe, which is going to be 21. That hits. And that will be five damage. Alright. Um Yeah, I guess I'll stay where I am. I don't want to be bad anybody say that. Alright. So hearing the din of battle, the rest of the party assumes that something's going on in this room and you are now added to the initiative order. Salise, your turn to act. So from my vantage point, I can see this massive second direwolf, and so I'm going to approach it and stand at the door and attack it with my two-handed quarterstaff attack. Okay. Can I ask a point of order question for those who just live in the hall? Can we tell the so you're coming around really quiet. I think your question was, can you tell which are which? Yeah. Yeah, the shadowy clones do look um, like a misty, shadowy copy. They're okay. not like black black and white copies, but they are like a, a misty, shadowy copy uh, of the cool. originals. Okay, thank you. So that's a natural one for Celise. Uh, making it a seven to hit. See, everything balances out. The universe <laughs> knows. I'm sorry, an eight to hit. <laughs> like, that's going to make a huge difference. Alright. So, that was with your bow staff? Two-handed quarter staff. Two-handed quarter staff, okay. Uh, so, you just voided the warranty on your two-handed quarter staff. And until you finish a short rest, uh, the damage you do with that weapon is cut in quarter. You you quarter uh, it's three. You only do three quarter damage. Ah, I thought it was going to be one quarter damage, and I was going to be really upset. <laughs> no, reduced by one quarter. So you do three quarter damage until you finish a short rest. Hey, that is frustrating. And I look down, and my quarter staff appears to be. Appears to be humming or vibrating in my hands and, and ineffective, and I'm I'm frustrated. And I say, "Ah!" And I try again. Second attack with the two-handed quarter staff on the dire wolf. And that is twelve. Twelve to hit. Twelve hits. 
the D8. For 11 points of damage. Okay. Well, quartered. No. Quartered. Uh, did you do that math? Already? I did not do that math. Okay. 33 divided by 4. 8. Eight. Okay. 8 points of damage to the wolf. And then I will take my uh, bonus attack and do Flurry of Blows. Nine to hit. Does not hit. I'm sorry, he's prone. You would have advantage on all attacks uh, against him in prone. So if you want to dial back that nat one, too, I just saw the prone sign. Glowing, so then speak up in the future if you remember. Sorry about that. That would be. Um, so I'll add your 11 thing, points of damage instead of the eight. The first one would have hit. For 11. The second one would be a natural 19. So I'm sure that would hit. Yep. For the second quarter staff. So we'll roll that one. That is going to be 12 damage. Okay. So as you hit the second time with the quarter staff, uh, the visage of this dire wolf uh, kind of dissolves and you see a, a magical energy shoot back through the fabric covering the screen of the mirror and into this mirrored wall. Alright, I think uh, Celise is going to run in. It's clear to me that there are other shadow figures as I run in, correct? What is your passive perception? Fifteen. Say it one more time. Thirteen. Thirteen, yes. So I will my take my bonus action of three of blows attack on the fake dolomite. Okay. Alright, I'm here now. Uh, Alright, Flurry Blows on Dolomite. So that's a wall in between you and Dolomite. You would be here. You want to do that? Oh, oh, sorry. Yep, yep. All Unless right. you're trying to punch through the wall and grab him, like, that's really cool. But there would <laughs> be a... some extra skills. Natural one for the first. All right, so these are not with advantage in any way. So now you get your natural one card, and that was Flurry of Blows. Um, so that blow took it out of you. Your next attack does minimum damage. Okay. And then, so then I will attempt my second attack in the Flurry. Another natural one. What are the odds? What are the odds? There are other numbers on the dice. Um, <laughs> in addition, your uh, for the next minute, all of your attacks are reduced by 1d4. So this is minimum one attack with minimum damage, and then for the next minute, all of my attacks are reduced by 1d4. Yes. Okay. All right. And that is it for me. 
Alright. That, that was a costly flurry of blows. It cost you a key point and two bad attacks the next round. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> Saxon. Okay. Uh, Saxon, looking through the double doorway and seeing Wolf has disappeared, but the other two remain, he will yell into the room, My friends! Hold the line against yourselves! Yes, 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 do that! Hold the line against yourselves! Reinforcements are on the way! And he'll use the uh, mantle of inspiration, uh, so the temp hit points of eight for the three who were under siege, Luke, Dolmite, and Glowin, uh, can all add eight temporary hit points and can move on my turn as a reaction, if you wish. And, uh, and then he will... We are, we are at the top of the round, so all of you who use reactions to hold your action may, may respond to that. This is a new round. Uh, yeah, I'll, r- I'll run up close. I think Dolomite will stay back. Um, can I possibly get to where I can touch either one of them? You can stand on the bed. I am. And okay. uh, Saxon will load up the crossbow and fire in. He seems to have, well, having said that reinforcements are on the line, he's going to run in and find an unoccupied space back here and take a shot at uh, the Luth character, who he deems the more fierce of the two, uh, with a six, 17 to hit. That hits. And it's a regular crossbow, arrow, D6, or uh, eight piercing. Okay. Uh, eight points of damage. Did you get your ten hit points? Eight, yes. I will add them to Dolomite as well. <clears throat> Thank you. And that's it for Saxon. Okay. Dolomite's turn. Uh... Dolomite uh, will keep winging that sling. He had the first one in at Luth, and now he will, having taken some shots from his own reflection, he will fire the next one at the Dolomite creature with a 23 to hit. That hits. Six plus three. Five plus three. Eight. Uh bludgeoning. Okay. I guess that's magic. Magic bludgeoning. Magical bludgeoning, yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Okay. Uh, brings us to glowing. I'm going to bite. 25. Hits. This is against the one loot that I can... Yep. The one you're touching. Yep. The worst ever. Five. It's enough. Uh, the visage of Luth, again, magically swishes back into the mirror. 
else you'd like to do. That is it. All right. Um, Dol the the shadow clone of Dolomite is going to um, continue his ranged barrage against the real Dolomite uh, as he throws a stone with a nat twenty. This is going to be uh, double damage, and he gets to make another attack with disadvantage. Damage is five points, so double that. Ten points of piercing damage. Uh, ten points of bludgeoning damage. Four to hit on the second attack. Oh, and what's the disadvantage? A two and a nineteen, so that does not hit. Um, so skips across the floor, maybe. <laughs> yes, yeah, it skips up and grazes his knee. Uh, right after that second stone is thrown uh, out from underneath the curtain, emerges another copy of Glowin. Zethafei's turn. They're reproducing the draperies. The curtain is not a curtain. It's the it's the cover that Luth threw over top of the mirror. But we mm. can't see the mirror. Like it is completely covered. The mirror is covered. And they're still popping out. Mm. From your vantage point, you probably would have seen that happen. Um, Yes, and I would have seen uh, fake Dolomite attack his sort of in front of my face at Dolomite. Yep. Um, so I'll come a little closer. Um, can I actually see the false Dolomite in there? How do you imagine Yeah. I would say if you step back one, you could see him easier through that door line. Uh, not that way. Um, that way. That way, yep. Okay. Um, and I'm going to yell, perhaps we shouldn't have come in this room. Perhaps we should come out. And um, I'm just, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to cast told, told the Dead at him. Has he taken any hit point damage? Who? Uh, the fake Dolomite. He has. Okay. Uh, I'll cast Toll the Dead at him, because I'm feeling weak. Um, and he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, wisdom, seven. Um, so he fails um, and takes 1d12. Well, okay. Do I even have a twelve? I almost never. Here we go. I almost have one. You never. very rarely use unless you're a barbarian. Yes, exactly that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So he takes six points of damage. Six. Okay. 
and that's it for me. I'll stay here. Alright, Luth. Seeing the new dire wolf emerge from the mirror, Luth is going to put away his sword and battle axe and draw his great bow and shoot at the mirror. Okay. Oh. Natural 20. Oh! oh. It. 25. Oh. There are other numbers on your dice. <laughs> are, you are rolling, not flipping a coin, right? Like, you don't have... Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. All right. My, my third deck. Exciting night. He's all three decks. <sighs> Maximum damage. And if you are within range of it, you can make an opportunity attack against it, but you are not in range of it. Any enemy, sorry. Any enemy in range of the mirror. Any target in range of the enemy may make an uh, opportunity attack against it, but no one is touching the mirror, so that is a melee range. Yeah, it has so you do do light. maximum damage. Okay. Uh, so max damage will be 12. Twelve. Alright. Which is a shame because I well, it's one more damage, but I actually rolled really well on my thing. <laughs> okay, so the arrow crashes into the mirror and you, and you, you see the arrow sticking into the mirror, piercing it. Um, and that is the first attack. Um so no shatter sounds, no chip sounds, no... Not at this point, no. I'm going to attack the again. sticking out of the mirror front through the cloth. Another arrow. This will okay. be a 19, which will make it um, 24. That hits. This will be 8 damage. 8 damage, okay. Uh, another arrow... Sticks into the mirror through the cloth. I was really hoping that would shatter it. Um, I don't think I have any bonus actions. Uh, actually, I guess I'll cast my echo out in the hallway so that if we decide to retreat, I can just. Um, it has to be line of sight, so I'm assuming it's got to be like somewhere there. Um, but if we retreat, I have a place to teleport to. Okay. So that'll be my turn. All right. So that brings us to the top of the round. Solis limps into battle. Why am I limping? Because you rolled two natural ones and you have a severe damage penalty coming up. Oh, wow, wow. Well. I mean, I can still whip, whip my little baseball bat around, right? Uh, the first attack you do is uh, minimum damage. Yeah. Right. With my little whiffle ball bat. 
Um, okay, so I'm going to take Luke's lead regarding the mirror. And I'm sorry, can someone ping what wall it's on? Because I thought I knew where it was, and now I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so I'm going to move here so that I am in range of both mirror items, and I'm going to uh, attack the mirror with my course two-handed. So the mirror is actually occupying that space, so you can be like here. Oh, okay. It's not the wall. Okay, sure. It's like that Harry Potter mirror that like sits independently in a space of its own. Got it. Uh, attack is 12 to hit. 12 hits. And my minimum damage is 5. Minus a d4. Two, so that's a total of three points of damage. Okay. You know, three points of damage to the mirror. And my second attack is uh, also a 12. That hits. And that is eight points of damage. Okay. With that, this the mirror shatters underneath of the covering. You see glass spill out onto the floor at your feet. And in one seamless move, I whirl around and take my bonus action unarmed strike against the fake direwolf, the shadow direwolf. Okay. That likely hits. 21. Hits. And four points of damage. Okay. And you subtracted a d4 from that? No, thank you. One point of damage. Alright, so the mirror is shattered. And it is now. Anything else, Elise? We move on. Whoop, and I will stay there. All right, Saxon. Uh, Saxon will load up the crossbow again. He's got a clear shot at Dolomite lookalike there, and he will fire. Okay. Fifteen to hit. Fifteen hits. <coughs> Regular shot, uh, whoops, minimum damage of five piercing damage. And that's it. Right, Dolomite, sir. Dolomite, got that arm still. We're on the slings. He'll fire off his last magic stone at his counterpart there. A. I think it's a 20 not natural. Yeah. That 20 is. 20 not natural. And, uh, max damage 9. Okay. Go to stone. And he'll use his bonus action to uh, grab a few more stones out of his uh, pouch. Okay. 
takes us to Glowen. Yes, I will face up my wolf enemy and knowing that the last place I'd like to be bit is on the neck. I'll aim straight for the jugular and bite him. Twenty-four. Bite makes contact with jugular of shadowy, wolfy form. Seven. Seven points of damage. And a strength saving throw. Strength save. <clears throat> a little better this time. Eighteen. Nothing happened. All right. The wolf's turn. He's going to bite you back. Uh, copying your move into the jugular for a 18 to hit. Hit. For four points of piercing damage. And another attack with a natural one. this one, uh, he takes now a 1d4 penalty to his next attack roll. Uh, the Dolomite clone is going to throw two stones at the Dolomite reel. First one is a 21, not natural. Four, oh, uh, two points of bludgeoning damage. Next is a uh, 11 to hit. Miss. Alright. Uh, that will end the shadow's turn. Nothing additional happens with the broken mirror. This turn. Is that the fay? Um I will still aim at the fake Dolomite. And I'll try to toll the dead again. Okay. That's a wisdom save. That's a wisdom save? Fails. So much use out of this die tonight. Oh, one. One point of damage. Yeah. <clears throat> Every little bit helps. All right. Indeed. Okay. Anything else? All right, yeah. Luth, you're up. Might be now. Okay. Um, I am going to attack with my longsword to Dolomite. Okay. Or Dolomite's clone. I guess I should be clear. Attacking it, it, my it, it might make a difference. <laughs> uh, you're going to be angry with me. Um, natural 20. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, it's 25. Uh, no, 20. 27 to hit. 27 to hit. Um, uh, that'll be a one. D8. Uh, terrifying slash. Do maximum damage. Um, and it doesn't matter because at maximum damage, that is enough. Um, so the clone of Dolomite, it, it would have been a wisdom save. He would have been scared of you. Um, but he'll be scared of you and his vapory misty form as when you do slash 
Your blow is so mighty that it appears to be halfway through him and he vanishes and instead of shooting back into the mirror, it kind of goes up into nothing. Nice. Uh, second attack with my longsword will go towards the uh, direwolf clone. That is a 18 to hit. 18 hits. That will be a measly 7 points. 7 points of damage. Okay. And then battle axe attack with bonus action. That will be 21. No. 24 to hit. 24 hits. And that will be 11 damage. Seven damage, okay. Eleven damage. Eleven damage. Alright. Is that it? That's my turn. Alright, Salise is up. Um, to help, I guess I will play Salise for this second. Start off with quarterstaff attack. Eight points of damage. All right, so this wolf will also evaporate into um, the air around you. And so there are no enemies left in the room. We'll drop out of initiative order for now. So you can assess what has transpired here. Walk into the room, asking tentatively, is it? Is the devil of myself going to appear? Well, uh, you hear, you walk in and you hear Saxon talking under his under his breath, but for everyone to hear. I must say, these unexpected skirmishes are taking such a strain on my nerves. This domicile is most indubitably beyond reclamation. Where is that uncommunicative domestic? I must understand what's going on here. <laughs> uh, Glowin will sniff around the entire room and try to just take a general observation of the room. Uh, okay. Um, so go ahead and make. Um, are you looking for something specific with your scent abilities, or are you just. Um... I guess I, I'd kind of be looking to see if anything else was going to jump out and surprise us. Are there any other entryways? Do I sense any of the scent that I was tracking earlier? Uh, okay. Make an investigation check with advantage for your keen sense for spell. Um, what is investigation? Intellect? I keep my intellect, right? Yes. So, unnatural 20. Unnatural. Okay. 
uh, as you as you search around the room, um, nothing seems nothing else seems awry. The glass that is shattered on the floor, mostly covered by whichever whatever blanket that was hastily thrown over the mirror, uh, is there in a in a small pile, um, and the blanket is, is still draped with the two arrows sticking into it, holding it in place. Um, there's a there's a coat rack. Um, I don't know. Let me read the description of the whole room to you again. Uh, there's a large bed against the one wall. A wardrobe and a dresser are on opposite sides of the wall. And the dresser, which is what you were just kind of fighting, had the gigantic mirror kind of attached with the dresser apparatus. Um, and it was originally covered with a bed sheet. It is now covered back again with a bed sheet. Um, there's dust on the floor. There are no other footprints. There is no scent or odors of anyone being in this room. It appears the room has been unused for quite some time. Uh, there's a coat rack next to the bed, and on it hangs a black hooded cloak. Um, and that is about all there is to see in this room. Could Dolomite uh, investigate the mirror? He would very much like to understand how this could have occurred. Yeah, what is he going to do to investigate the mirror? Uh, I think he would walk over, uh, maybe pick up the shards of glass. Uh, I'm not sure if, if we're seeing a, bat, a mirror back, but I think he would maybe try to look through it. Is there something back there? Is there something on the back of this mirror glass? Okay. It's very uh, so technical. As he, so he go, as he goes up to inspect the mirror, he picks up one of the shards of glass, and is a, there, there is a broken piece of a reflection of... Um, Luth actually in in the glass um, and it stays there for a moment and kind of fades back and when that kind of fades away you see a reflection of yourself just normal staring into a piece of broken glass uh, mirror um, it's very high quality glass um, make an investigation check on the glass itself being a tinkerer you might know sure. something Oh my goodness, natural one. I think that's the second time. Natural one. You can't put your finger on it, but something about this glass seems like it might be nice, but um, you're not exactly sure what uh, what to make of it. It's, it's, it seems high quality glass. I think he would like to take the piece of glass. Okay, puts a piece of, so just put uh, a piece of uh, glass in his inventory for now. Uh, you can't do that. I, if you just write it down... Um, I'll just make and, notes at the end. And we'll go yeah. back and update his character sheet, yeah. Did uh, somebody investigate the other dresser in this room? Uh, no one has investigated the other dresser, the bed, the coat rack, none of those things specifically. I will take a look at the dresser. I will not take a look at the dresser because I rolled nothing. I, I think this dice only rolls ones and twenties. Hmm. I and risk I high reward. Can <laughs> <laughs> I look at the bed? Sure. Ten. You begin tossing things on the bed, off the bed, around the bed, look under the bed. Nothing is in the bed. Uh, there's, there's bed sheets there. As you shake the covers, a layer of dust plumes into the air. Um, this bed has been vacant for quite some time. And we all 
make a saving throw. <laughs> Dust a saving throw, just uh, potentially one or two of you may sneeze. Depending on your and allergies. What was the other item? Uh, it was a coat rack with a black hooded cloak hanging on it. Can I investigate that? I mean, you can. It's a coat rack. It oh. has a stick with four sticks coming out of it and a black hooded cloak hanging on it. How about Saxon will come over with you, Solis, and say, Solis, let's let's stretch this out. How how large of a creature would wear this? We're looking for a loxodon, right? Okay. Uh, the, the cloak looks like it would fit a, a dolomite-sized character. Yeah. It seems it seems quite large for what I would normally wear. Do you do you concur? Yes, yeah, certainly. Although I'm still uncertain. I mean, it might fit a Luxodon. It might fit that beast that we killed in the vault. We still don't understand who the owner of this place is or what's going on here. Yes, that is true. Well, shall we first check the other mirror and then head down to the vault? No more mirrors! I'm just curious if it's broken. I just, just want to know if it's broken. Yes. Yes, let's head toward the steps down. Okay. Booth would start heading into the Great Hall and just look just look at that mirror and see if it has uh, changed in any way since we were last in there. Glowen would go up to Saxon before we leave the room and sort of try to nudge him the other direction down the hall and see if maybe he would he would get the hint that maybe we should check in. Yeah. What? This, this way, down. Well, we've already been down this way. I don't, I don't understand. We've left the, other, the little girl that Glowen was concerned about in that room. Are we comfortable leaving her if we decide to go down the stairs? We thought about just leaving her o- only while we explored these rooms. Can we check on oh. her? Oh. Oh, uh, yes, yes, we should. Yes, we should check. Is she still resting soundly? Uh, she is, indeed. Yep. Uh, you find her resting in the corner just where you left her, just as you left her, um, breathing quietly, and uh, nothing in the room has uh, come to life. Good, good. What? <laughs> Are we are we to take her with us? I think I, I think that's what Glowen is trying to communicate. I'm not sure I would be the best person to hoist her around, but who am I to argue with a wolf? And I'll try to try to try to. I mean, I think I picked her up previously, so I'll just kind of awkwardly kind of get her. And you know, clearly by the end of like the hallway and getting down into the main hall, clearly Saxon is, like, getting to be struggling carrying this child. Oh, oh, let let me, let me help you. Do you think she's safer up here? I mean, nothing's happened to her while we fought all of those things and all of those rooms, and who knows what may be on the next level. Well, that was my thinking as well. This room seemed secure. Well, actually, is there a way we could lock this room and but what about the 
pit. Well, I guess we shouldn't lock her in a pantry. What if she wakes up? Or, or barricade the door, maybe. Well, this is quite, quite a pickle. If I was a little child, I don't know what I would want to have happen, but I certainly want to, wouldn't want to see another battle. I think she's most comfortable here. Yes, okay. Perhaps next time we go through a village, we can ask them whether they make wolf saddles, and that would solve this problem for us in future. Oh, that is an excellent idea. I think Glowin would like it. I wonder if Dolomite could craft such a thing. He's very handy. Glowin looks up like... (laughs) (laughs) Glowin is not strong. Glowin went from Lassie to Scooby-Doo real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we will... I'll just grab this blanket. I think we've already used this blanket for resting, so I'll just grab this blanket and kind of snuggle her up to it and... Uh, I don't, I'm sure we can't even leave a note. She probably can't read. At what age do I mean, reading is uh, kind of a refined art these days. Let's just go. We'll be back in no time. Is there any so, way I can barricade the door? The door opens in. All of these doors open. Yeah. Okay. So how long that till you fine. guys return? Because Luth would have continued on to the main hall. He wouldn't have <laughs> So that would be that would have been a few minutes there for them to walk back, find the girl, pick up the girl, realize the girl's too heavy, put the girl down, wrap the girl, have this whole discussion. So you'd have okay. some time. I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate the mirror and then I'm gonna roll. It's gonna roll a twenty or a one. You're gonna roll to see what Luth does. I'm yeah, because if it's long enough, I feel like he would he would get impatient. All right, so so I want want... so make a perception check on the mirror, please. Perception. Yes, because when you investigate a smooth, flat piece of glass, there's not much to investigate, but the room is very reflective, so it will be a perception check. Well, that's not much better. It's an eight. An eight, okay. You see the mirror is not broken. You see the mirror is intact. You see yourself in the mirror. You pick up your arm. Your arm goes up. Pick up your other arm. Your other arm goes up. Kind of look around to see if anyone's watching. You might do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. Oh. I don't I don't know. I don't understand what Lowen was talking about with this mirror. It just seems like a mirror. I'm in the hall with him, but standing back by the door where we entered. I'm going to take a... um, I think I'm going to take the rapier, which is actually just that improvised weapon that I had from the boat. And I'm going to stick it into the mirror about halfway. Okay. So and you then draw it out. You point the you point the sword towards the mirror, and as the sword comes closer to the mirror, and it touches, bends just just a little bit, and the reflection matches, and pull it away. It seems solid. Oh wait, it's just the mirror. I don't understand why this is so important. 
and uh, I guess at this point he would walk away. And if it's a, if it's a longer time, he's just going to be sitting on the stairs here. Once I find him else. Should we break it? It looks like a mirror to me. I don't understand why it was so important earlier. I don't think it's anything special. You want to break it? Go for it. Well, curiosity getting the better of me, I approach the mirror and I do the same thing. And I mimic movements and... Make a perception check. I think Dolomite would be right there with you guys, maybe... Mm. Yeah, yeah. If there's, any, if there's any way he can offer an advantage or something. Sure. Perception is natural 20 plus 3. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> what, else, what else would it be? <clears throat> okay. Uh, as you look in the mirror, you, you see yourself. You see you're mimicking and you're kind of like making fun of Luth a little bit like oh yeah I don't see anything either and then you're like wait wait a second and you look behind you back in the mirror and you notice that in the corner of the room in the mirror there's a telescope you turn around again to look in the mirror and where the mirror would show you the telescope, you don't see one in the room. With a natural 20, of course, because there is no other number, um, <laughs> you notice a couple other things very similar to the telescope. You notice that uh, on the small square table, there in the mirror, there's a candle on that table. Uh, it's a black candle on the table, on that square table, and then you turn around. No candle. Weird. This room is an exact copy, except... Wait. On this large rectangular table, there's... Um, four red bottles and what looks to be a meat cleaver in the table. Propped in the corner of the room, opposite where the telescope would be, in the reflection I'm sorry, you see... I'm sorry to interrupt. I can anybody take notes of all this? Yes. Thank you. Propped in the other corner of the room, you see a large rooted staff opposite where the telescope would have been. Hanging on a rocking chair in the center of the room is a black hooded cloak. Resting in another corner of the room is a shield with an elephant etched into it. And again, these are all things that you see in the mirror, and as you compare them to the actual room, they are not there in the room. So I'm gonna need someone to play Dolomite. I'm about to, yeah. Because Luke is not uh, occupied. Yep. So I will explain. Thank you for those names. Wait a second. I'm gonna do all the double takes back and forth. And 
say, Luna Stolomite. Come on. Come on, there's, there are things in this mirror reflection that aren't in this actual room. There are things sitting on that table, a meat cleaver, it looks like, and bottles of something red. Stolomite will say, why, that's, that's very strange, but, but there was a meat cleaver in the kitchen. We saw it when we rescued the child. That's I, true. Red bottles, I believe Zethafe grabbed red bottles from the pantry. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so maybe Dolomite will go in the corner where you see that thing and say, do you see me here in the corner? Like where the telescope is. How about you stand where the yeah, telescope is? So he's, it, it appears that he's standing next to the telescope in the mirror. Um, and as he it's reaches, right? he can, he's, he's kind of occupying the same space as the telescope in the mirror. It's right there, Dolomite. Can you feel it? You, you I, I can't. Can Dolomite feel it? He cannot. I, there's nothing here. Nothing but thin air. I'm curious. But oh. you said there are other things. What? What else? Um, on that table, there's a black candle. In that corner, right where you are, is a telescope. Oh, oh yes, the candle. Zethafe has a candle similar. There's that rocking chair over there. It has a, a black hooded cloak hanging on it, which Luz and I, we were looking at it. Luz, we were just looking at that in the bedroom. And then in that other far corner, there is a large rooted staff leaning up against the wall. Oh, oh, is that similar? That must be similar to the one Glowin and Zethafe were looking at in the in the room with the overgrown plants. This is curious. Should we find these items and turn them to this room? Or is the mirror showing us Mirror is showing us this room, but with additional items. That's an idea. If we brought everything into this room, could it cause something to happen? We have seen most of these items. Maybe, maybe we should go get so, everyone. I would interrupt and say, through this revelation, it has taken about more time probably than it would have to deal with the child so the rest of you would have returned to the room at this point uh, probably about halfway through that discussion as uh, uh, Dolomite and Celise uh, are having that conversation so I pick, I, I've got the black candle I'll pull that out and can I put it in the same place in the room that it is in the mirror yes just there that's okay. just to the left there you go 
Yep. Oh, so okay, you go ahead and you place it. You listen to the instructions. Then, you, and once she points it out, one, once once Celise points out what she saw in the mirror, you know you all see the same thing. It's not like she can see it and you can't. So all of you can see the reflections as well. After she starts pointing them out, it was just had to roll high enough to be able to kind of identify these things. Um, and you would have had to roll a lot more times to get them all, but a nat twenty was you know rolled. So uh, you got them in one instead of two rolls um and so you place the the candle on the table and you move it just a little bit here and here and there and eventually you, you feel it kind of vibrate a little bit with magical energy and then um you stop and the vibrations go away and nothing happens it it vibrated i think something's happening maybe we have to get them all here i have the other four the four <laughs> vials um i think they go over here down too. Okay. You have the staff as well. I do. So the vials do the same thing as you try to position them, and then eventually they give off a weird. Oh yeah, I was holding it for you. A weird uh, iPhone-style tactical fe- tactile feedback. Okay. Um and oh yes, the staff that I was holding for um, Glowin while she's in her wolf wolf form goes over here. Has someone gotten the cloak? Zach, we'll run back and grab the cloak. Oh, thank you, Zach. Oh, good, good. Okay, so you guys take the next... uh, It takes you probably 30 minutes of positioning and playing and manipulating and working on getting everything in just the right place. Uh, And you have have the cloak. You put the cloak down. You have the staff. You put the staff, the candle, uh, the vials. What else did you have? I'll grab the meat cleaver back from the kitchen. I'm not sure we have the telescope. Dolmite, no, I don't believe so. Dolmite has the shield. You'll put that where it's supposed to be. Okay, the shield goes down. Um, and as you walk in with the cleaver and, and place it on the table where you believe it would go, um, a flash of light appears in the corner. Uh, the, telescope the telescope appears! Is now. Yes! We Jackson, blow starts it up. To, Jackson starts to dive out of the room. No, not again! We're under attack! <laughs> no, no, my lord Saxon. I, I think it's just that tele. Oh my gosh. Telescope appearing. Oh. Oh, sorry, I'm a little jumpy. My goodness, I'm so relieved. I thought I had blown it up with my fireball. <laughs> Glowin's gonna run over to it really quick and try to look through it and then realize she's a wolf and <laughs> just sort of oh, on oh, Glowin, way. Can, I, can I give you a paw up here? I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna shrug my haunches. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that Dolomite would be very apt to go over and check that out. Okay. So as That's Dolomite it. leans That's in it. and looks through. Now, the curious thing about the telescope is there's no window in this room. Um, Which way is it pointed? Currently. It's pointed towards the wall, so it's pointed okay. uh, pointed towards the wall here in an upward fashion. Um, and uh, I'll, since Dolomite's going to be looking at it, I'll have him uh, go ahead and make an investigation check on the telescope itself. Any maybe guidance or anything? Yes, I can guide. I'll lick him. <laughs> Oh boy, this is, this is not good. Alright, um... Unless he can smell for this investigation, it's gonna be a... 
Oh no, it's not terrible. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, that's that's enough to look at this and see that it has um, a. Uh, so there's a piece of glass taped over the eye, the end of the telescope, uh, fixed to the end of the uh, telescope. It's not cut into a perfectly round piece, but it, it's a piece of glass that has been cut out of something and placed over the end of this telescope uh, eye. And he looks at it, he kind of studies it for a moment, uh, and he looks in, and when he looks in, he pulls back, suddenly startled maybe a little by what he sees, and he looks in again and focuses, and he can actually... Um, he can actually see the moon um, and he can see the moon what he appears to be the moon it's it's a very dark space it's a cratered gray area um, and he sees no other creatures around uh, but he sees this small little magic dome looking thing uh, and outside of this, this dome looking thing uh, is a sign that he can read clear as day sign reads help I have been trapped here by an evil entity try to avoid him if you can and I will help defeat him if you bring me back simply stand in the magic runes in front of the telescope and say the magic words if you're smart enough to figure out my puzzle thus far hopefully you'll be smart enough to figure what the magic words are please bring me home sweet home Hopefully yours, Barbacus. Theo Barbacus. Guys, you you won't believe what I'm seeing in here. Now, uh, just to clarify, is the sign that he's seeing is is on the moon? Or it's, it's like a poster, comically nailed into the ground in front of a magical dome. But written in common. But written in common. In front of a magical dome, but the moon, seeing the moon was something different. He can see this. It looks like a thing on the moon. Oh, it does appear to be on the moon. I'm seeing what appears to be the moon up in the sky, some, some building on the moon, and a sign from Theo. He, he's asking for our help. He was trapped. Stand in the magic runes and say the magic words. Was that was that what it was? I'm sorry. Uh, stand in the magic runes in front of the telescope and say the magic words to bring me home, sweet home. Oh, the picture. Wasn't there a picture? Yes, yeah. yeah. yes, there was. Yeah, the other picture was taken down, and the moon picture was put up—a slightly smaller picture of a moon. Oh, the picture of the moon painting. Painting of the moon. Are the words "home sweet home"? Are those yes? The word? tapestry, the tapestry that I took or looked at, the needlepoint or something, was a home sweet home. Ah. Uh. I'll run back to the room and grab those. There was also something on the back of the tapestry that was in a language I didn't know, right? Celestial. Uh, oh, yeah, the one word is celestial. It's two words. Oh, sorry, two words. Uh, so do we see spaces on the ground near the telescope that appear to be runes? 
Um, there, uh, yes, there would be a small magical ring where he's standing currently looking into the telescope. Okay. So he's standing, like, he looks down and realizes he's kind of standing in a small magical ring. Okay. It's very faintly glowed. And there's only the one that we that you can see, like on the ground, a glowing ring. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, and if he like steps back, it goes away. Okay. Well, it appears this is the right place to stand. I see there's a little, similar to my tusks when they glow blue. There's a little bit of a glow of magic. So, are we ready? Should I say it? Yes. Would yes. we all fit in the circle? Even though we don't understand it. You wouldn't all fit in the circle. What if we hold hands? Paul? Just teleport. Or maybe right. he'll here in front of us. He might come here. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dolomite will say, home sweet home. As he looks in the mirror, looks into the telescope and kind of thinks out loud for a moment and utters the words, home sweet home, nothing happens. What if it's these words we don't understand on the back of the tapestry, though? Well, that would be challenging. Didn't Dolomite have a didn't Dolomite have a spell that let him understand languages? Um, he had what was that a feet or something? I have tongues, but I don't have it prepared. He has some linguist something or other. Oh yeah, we did talk about this. Uh, Linguists increase your intellect. You learn three languages, but it's not—it's not celestial. Let me read his linguist's trait quick. Saxon will be looking through his spell scrolls that we got in the other room and realize that none of them appear to help. We've all looked at this, and none of us speak Celestial, right? Right. Right. Um, have Dolomite make an intelligence check. Okay. Oh, boy. Eight. Eight. Um, as he looks at the book, kind of rubs his head, looks at the things and he's like this the language isn't anything that Dolomite can understand Um, but potentially with time he may be able to figure out how to maybe break it down into syllables he could potentially pronounce Um, but it with an eight it would probably take him a couple of hours to kind of 
think through his um, teaching and like, kind of think through other languages that he knows and it, it would take him probably two to three hours of dedicated time focusing on that to be able to break it down to something he might be able to pronounce and he still wouldn't necessarily know what it means. How about... He wouldn't know it all. At this, how about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. At this point, we all could use a long rest. We want to take some time and really study the room and tapestry and... Well, we could do... We could do that. We also have the journal that... We could like really pour over, maybe. Well, we and, also have the vault, which we also have, have. Yeah, the base things. I could use a long rest. Very tired. We have been driving for a long time. Well, it's been like three weeks. <laughs> it <laughs> seems many you know what? I should have had. Um, I should have given a bardic inspiration. It seems like the dangers are calm for the moment. The only thing we're aware of is the girl. Not that she's a danger, but that she might wake up. But I think it. It seems like we could afford to take some time. Do you want to let Dolomite read through the journal? I would allow you to roll again with an inspiration if you choose. Yeah, can I? I'm forgetting because I'm trying to do two characters. Yeah. Um, so it's intelligence is the role? Yes. Yep. Okay. And it's a. The inspiration dies a deep now. That is oh much better. That is. That's 21 intelligence. Okay, so thumbing through the journal, he says that he sees other forms of this language scribed through the journal, and he sees other forms of this language written on the walls in this room. Mixed with the other common written notes in the journal, he could probably decipher this rune in about an hour time. And again, not confidently knowing what it says, but potentially being able to kind of looking at the glyphs and words and in common and other comparing notes in the book and around the wall, he could come up with a way to potentially say these words. Okay, so saying that to the group, should we wait an hour or should we rest for a longer time now that things appear stable here. It didn't sound like he was in imminent danger. But you never know what could happen if we sleep overnight. You could always try to get him back and rest. I guess it seems like uh, proceeding to the basement is off the table. So I'm going to come out of my beast shape and so that I can share my opinion and say, yeah, why don't we long rest? But let's do it right here. Let's not try to go to some other furniture eating room. Yeah, he said there's, he's he was trapped by an evil entity, but he could help us if we bring him back. So I wouldn't think we should go to the basement without him. 
I'm very excited about a long rest. Shall I'm we gonna... get Carl so that she can be here with us? Yeah, I'm already starting to walk toward to get go get her. Sure. I'll come to Okay. Luz the girl. makes a, a bed roll in the corner preparing for his long rest. Alright. So you settle all into this room. You're all staying in the great room here. Saxon will drag in some bedding from that bed to try to make it more comfortable. At, during a long rest, can we only sleep? Or can we also, like, could I be, like, next to that staff and, like, learn about it? Or the cloak? Or, you know what I mean? In order to, in order to discover the properties of one of the items, you will have to take it into your hands and spend time with it. Um, so you would have to, to move it from where it is spend a short rest with it. But still obtain a long rest while doing yeah, it? Yeah, you could still obtain a long rest while giving it. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna grab like, it. It's like six hours sleep, right? Two hours play. Yeah, it's, uh, that sounds right. I'd have to look up the official timing on it, but yeah. Because you can you can take a, a watch as well on a, on a rest and still get your rest. Alright, yeah, science will definitely suggest we take a watch. Hey, do you guys think if I grab this staff to, to like, check it out, do you think the telescope will disappear? Maybe. There's only one way to tell. Well, we could, we could probably just replace it back, I would imagine. Of course, the staff may come to life in your hand, based on our priors. Okay, I'm going to ignore that and pick up the staff. <laughs> As you do a flash of light, and the telescope disappears. And then I'm going to put it right back. Another flash of light, and the telescope is back. Okay. I think we're good. And then I take it back with me. And a third flash of light. You're all a Can little we bit paparazzi <laughs> out. Like... Can we stop the disco lights, please? <laughs> I, do it, I do it two more times just for that. <laughs> Beth Bethany Bay is already asleep. Like young Mary Beth at a silver party. So true. <laughs> All right. Anyone else doing anything during this rest? So Cloen is playing with the staff. Second phase uh. asleep. What is um, Dolomite and Saxon doing? I think. Dolomite, I think we said, was, you know, studying this stuff as much as good. I think Saxon would be interested in, you know, he's, he's a learned man of, of words. He would learn as much as he could from Dolomite. Scribe something down as Dolomite scribes. So you're going to work with Dolomite for the hour. Um, so you yeah, can do that and still rest. That's fine. Okay. Um, so the two of you work on on trying to transcribe that word, that language there, um, and then um, Celise and uh, Luth. I think Luth is gonna attune to his amphibious gloves. Okay. And then Brent. And Celise. And I'm just. Down on a bed roll, rest. Okay. So a couple things are going to happen during the rest. Um, so one, 
Dolomite and Saxon come up with uh, what they believe is an accurate pronunciation uh, of a word. Uh, I'll spell it out and then you guys can pronounce it. R-A-M-I-T-T-E. L-U-N-A-E is the second word. L-U-N-A-E? Yes. R-A-I-R-A-M-I-T-E-T-L-U. Glowin spends time with the staff and realizes that she has what is called a Skyblinder staff. I'll add that to your inventory. Did you search it or should I just stick it in there for you? Oh, uh, I didn't search it. Right? If you refresh, you should have that. start sweating no guys the curse tossing and turning you startle awake multiple times throughout the evening uh, and you do not gain the benefits of a full rest upon in addition you suffer a single point of exhaustion now the nightmares visions of this tiger-like beast strange thumbs and the cackling voice echo in your head over and over again and you just hear what he said to you as he died over and over again on repeat you see your sister um, fighting and then a flash of light as you don't know what happened to her you see uh, visions of tribe being slaughtered and precious chieftain being thrown down the stairs by this horrible beast uh, you see her dying in the arms, in your arms, as she tells you to go on your mission into the temple, and um, all of these thoughts are racking your brain, and you're unable to escape the nightmare. Wake up in a cold sweat. Everyone else is asleep. I mean, to be fair, it could just be PTSD. Did we already try, like, a restoration on you after that? I'm trying to remember. I know we- I think we tried healing on me. Yeah. I rem- I remember thinking about this when I pulled my third level spells. Um, I Did think- Saxon and Dolomite have anything? What was that? I don't think Saxon nor Dolomite has anything. Yeah, I thought that I had something that I might need to cast on myself. The problem is, I can't learn it, because I can't get a long rest. Well, I have lesser restoration, but I did cast that on somebody, and it didn't work. Well, that was Luth uh, with this agent. Okay, well, maybe I'll... I mean, I can cast that on you in the morning. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think necessarily that the group knows that you haven't been sleeping. Other, other than outside of game. I don't know. She looks pretty bad. You're right. Well, in the morning, I think it'll be obvious. I don't, 
what I'm saying is Glowin's passive perception would know, but Glowin probably wouldn't have said anything either. Well, I probably won't. I won't wake anybody up in the middle of the night because I want them to rest, and I'm embarrassed. Um, But I will mention when we wake up in the morning how badly I feel. Oh, that's what it is. I have remove curse. I just don't know it. I don't have it prepared. Um, mine does disease or condition, blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. So I'll do. I'll cast it in the morning. But okay. yeah, I'd have to change out my spells, and I can't do that by my Dolomite, I don't know if Dolomite can change spells every day. Uh, he, I think he... Uh, he can more... Artificer Infusions every day. Okay, yeah. Uh, I have to check on spells. Actually, could you, while you're there, could you long rest as his character? Uh, I'm not there, but I can go there. Oh, oh. Um, all right, perhaps we could take a quick break now. Uh, I will long rest Dolomite. I will look up yeah, the answer to spells. And I'm trying to read all my spells. Reconvene. Uh, so yeah, if you want to reset your spells or anything, you can do that during this um, quick break. So we'll meet back at 10. Sounds good. All right, well, I'll come back from the break. Long rests are finished. Uh, to answer the question for anyone curious, Dolomite is allowed to change his spells at a long rest. We, uh, looking into that now. And everyone else would have finished their rest. Look at items in their inventory, finished their spell changes, except Zenfei, who was unable to get some sleep. Uh, so now at this point, you would all wake up. Oh, I, I don't mean to be a complainer, but I feel awful. I, I suppose I can carry on, um, whatever we You look today, awful. But I don't think I slept a wink. I had terrible nightmares all night, and that, that evil thing that we fought just kept going through my mind. I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, sure, I've been dragged from one plane to another and seen many of the people that I love and care most about in this world die horrible deaths and never see any of them again, including my sister and I'm now in a new world the horrible house has been attacking us with furniture and things, but I don't know, these dreams are, are beyond even that Well, I don't know if it'll help, but here you go. And let's see, do I have to touch her? Yeah. I'll touch Zeth Fay and cast Lesser Restoration on her. The restorative energy goes into her body. It um, feels really good. It doesn't seem you still have that. Every time you kind of close your eyes for anything more than a couple of minutes, you still get those waving visions. Um, 
terror. Well, I feel a little peppier, but not back to my normal self, I'm afraid. Thank you, though, Glowen. I appreciate it. Zethafei, surely we all understand much of what you have gone through, or at least have sympathy for it. It is beyond the realm of imagination what, what we have all been put through, and yet we have made it out the other side so far. And you, of all people, have shown remarkable strength of spirit. And you will, you will push on through this. We, we must find uh, some help for you, surely. But press on, do not give up. Uh, we are so close to at least recovering Theo, we believe. Dolomite and I, we have spent uh, a number of minutes and an hour and working on this, and we believe we have it. We believe we can bring him back. And when we do so, you know, he may be a very knowledgeable or, or powerful person who could even assist in your condition and your, your well-being or, or possibly direct us further. He's, he he is, appears to be most knowledgeable. Uh, do not give up hope. I believe, uh, I believe your your perseverance will be rewarded. And I'd like to use that for a inspiring leader, and also for whatever it means to some. Thank um, you, Jackson. That's that encourages and heartens me greatly. I, I can carry on, and you're right. Maybe Theo can help me. Do I do I know whether detect magic would show me a, a condition on somebody? It has not done that feature before. It hasn't not done it though. I guess it hasn't not done it because you. You, you, know, cast, you don't know, but you have cast it since you've been back. And, with her in the room. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. and it didn't tell me anything about her. Like she never glowed anything other than like maybe some items on her possessions she has. Okay. So I have Dispel Magic, and it's my last third level slot. Um, I could try it on myself. Any Do you spell? think it's magical? I don't know. I... And spell of third level or lower ends. And then fourth level or higher, I have to make an ability check using my spellcasting ability. And right now, because I'm exhausted, all of my ability checks are at disadvantage. Well, I do also have that spell. Oh, okay. I wouldn't want you to lose, use your last slot. Since we are so close to returning Theo potentially to us, maybe we should pursue that line first and see if we can gain new insight. He seemed to have uh, maybe studied these creatures or had some some information about them. Sure, that's fine with me. I'd I'd like to try. I mean, I don't need. I don't want to, to force anybody to use their energy for me. But if we get to tonight and haven't found Theo, I'd like to try to spell magic on myself because. 
I'm basically facing about a week-long countdown to my demise. What uh, happens with two um, exhaustion points? Um, let me look. So my speed gets halved, which isn't a big deal. Oh, sorry. Um, it's the third level of exhaustion where I get disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Although at that point, I'll be out of spell slots anyway, so it'll be like disadvantage on a flail. Which wouldn't be able to do much anyway. Okay. We do have a couple of days. All right. Well, we'll so. touch base tonight. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank you for your help. So everybody can do the temporary eight hit points. Okay. What if we got bored and zoned out a little bit? Uh, DM's discretion. Uh, that would be uh, your character can choose not to receive those if you decide not to be inspired or listen to his speech at any moment. I didn't hear all the words, but it sounded uplifting, so I'll go with it. And I did um, equip the staff. Okay. Okay. But you can't have it equipped if it's, you know, be used, used to show you the telescope. Oh, but I don't have to like long rest to or short rest to pick it up again. Right, you can have like you, it's mine. You can have okay. some. You can be attuned to an item and not be holding that item. Like if you drop an attuned item, it doesn't unattune from you. You have to you have to specifically take a rest to unattune a magic item from you. Okay. So. I think Dole might well ask if everyone's ready to try your parts. Uh, hearing no objections, I guess he will proceed. <laughs> yes, continue. It, does my pronunciation matter, or is that what you're trying to do? Nope. Okay. So he will, the Dolomite linguist will read this thing that Ian Saxon transcribed, put the little lots and so forth in certain spots, say, I'll stand in the rooms and look through the telescope. Does he still see everything? He still sees everything exactly the way that it was. And he'll say, Ramate, Lune. As he says this, um, you see um, Dolomite begin to be sucked into the eyepiece. Oh my, the no, no. oh my gosh. Oh. He's sucked in and. Whoosh, Grab him by the tail. Oh. And then, just as quickly as he's sucked in, whoosh, out pops another Luxodon character looking. Startled and confused. Oh, 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 where am I? Oh, oh. I appear to be back home. <laughs> well, this Sorry, is, Luke. This is this is quite quite interesting. One moment, please. Luke returns. Where's my character? Um, on the moon. <laughs> oh snap.
and so he says, Oh, my goodness. I, I, I thought I would never be back. I, and he looks over at all of you and says, Well, who are you and what are you doing in my home? I, I never thought that I would be rescued by such a strange lot of folks who... Yes, yes, good sir. We, we, uh, our companion was, uh, yeah, oh. I believe we've had the pleasure of meeting. I apologize. Yes, of course we need to go through formal introductions, yes, and well, I... Well, maybe we could hold off on that. We are missing, you see, one of our companions who stood and they, he followed your instructions. Wait, and he studied the one of your companions? I'd like to hear all about gone. your companion. These, these... This is yes, remarkable. Well, he was remarkable. much like you. He was a Luxodon, much like you. And oh, a Luxodon! I am a Luxodon! Did you not know this? Oh, look at that! There's more than us in this area! But now he's, he's disappeared somewhere, and, and we, we Oh, he's... Dis just... Um... Where were I, you, good sir? You had to traded places or something? I would like Saxon to make a persuasion check. Okay. Can I go look in the telescope and see... Yes, you can. If I see Dolomite. <laughs> you do. What was your what was your persuasion? Here it goes. Here it goes. Oh, it's a good one. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, so uh, as Glowin looks into the telescope, uh, I texted you, Maxin. Yeah. What does Glowin see? Uh, she sees Dolomite, and he's and the trunk is starting to get limp, and he's. <coughs> It looks like he's kind of falling to his knees, and he's not really responding. It looks like he's not able to take in oxygen or something. And so, uh, yeah, um, a twenty-seven, you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he immediately wait. Switch place. Switch place. Of course, of course, he switched places. Of course, he switched places with me. Which words did he use? What words did he say? Yes, we have it right here. I transcribed it. It was in Ramatine. Wait, get off the circle! And, the and I shoved Saxon off the circle. <laughs> oh, yes! Good heavens! That was... Oh, man. Oh, I was expecting the evil forces of the Uni to be the one to solve this puzzle, and I was gonna get him. I was gonna get... Oh, never mind. Oh, oh, good heavens. We must bring your friend back immediately at once. So he stands on the rune and says... Uh, some words in celestial that you don't understand. A Luna Revoir, and um, Dolomite comes out of the telescope. Uh, <gasps> for when they switch places, uh, Theo lost concentration on his tiny hut spell, which was uh, producing the oxygen needed to survive. So Dolomite uh, switched places with Theo, was briefly on the moon for... Uh, about a minute, uh, unable to breathe before being brought back. Good, good job on the uh, persuasion check. Um, oh, no, 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 thank the star. I don't. How did you fit through that thing? I stood up. <laughs> uh, uh, the Theo would chuckle when you say that and say, "Oh, I, I'm shocked that you would ask such a question. It appears that after solving the puzzles that have been placed in this." in this manse that questions like that would have already been answered. This is not a place that would be all that it seems, but it appears you you lot looking at Zethefe and just kind of ooh, have been through it all, haven't you? Uh, I'm not sure who you are or where you hail or why you're here. Uh, 
I see that my home is mostly, well, at least right where we are, intact. I'm surprised. I was unsure what the entity would do while I was away. Have we, have, have, have you seen a large creature that was looming about? He, uh, he's the reason I fled. We have dispatched him. Oh, thank heavens. I know I promised to kill him when I returned, but <laughs> I'm not much of the warrior. See, I'm more of a scholar, but uh, I had hoped that, you know, if, if if they figured things out and, you know, we switched places, I might be able to outsmart him. Or you, perhaps, you know, if the right form of people were to come into my abode and pick up on all of the right breadcrumbs that I left, uh, then uh, you would maybe be able to figure out where I was and bring me back. Um, and he looks over and he sees um, his robot assistant, uh, Clatter, up against the, the wall in the back. Oh, Clatter, my good man! What what are we doing here? Please, uh, bring, bring, bring my friends some refreshments. We should retreat and, and sit and talk and get to know each other more. Well, well, maybe, maybe we don't need to, you know, go willy-nilly through the whole house. You know, I wouldn't want to upset you the first day back, but, you know, and so forth. But, but maybe we can introduce ourselves at least. Uh, Clatter would interrupt and say, all the food is bad. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, I, good heavens, I guess it has been some time since I've, I've, I've been here. Uh, so you guys want to introduce yourselves to Theo, the real Theo? He looks remarkably the same as the Theo that you already knew. So I think maybe Dolomite would mention that. You know, we, we we're on a strange island. Well, it, it was an island. This is where Zethopay is from. We met you there or someone like exactly like you and we, we were tracking him and rescuing uh, the temple and the guardian of the temple and it was you attacking the guardian of the temple and then you turned into a tiger or something some ferocious tiger we fought and appears to have really shaken shaken our nerves, particularly Zethafei. Could it be that was I right? I must have been right. Did you were you at were you on the the skeleton key island? Is that where they is that where has this has my research been right? Yes, I was researching these things, among other things, my hobbies include, and I had I had come across some information regarding uh, some long-lost research, uh, something about a sword and a founder of the continent, and I, I, uh, a man came to me asking for my research, asking for information. Uh, he seemed like a well-to-do fellow. Sold him the information he, he asked for. He, he paid handsomely for it. And after he, he left, strange things this this started happening around my home. Strange creatures appeared, and I started having strange nightmares. I couldn't sleep. I started going crazy, and 
Uh, the couldn't sleep part. That, that, our, our friend is experiencing that. What did you do to resolve that? Oh, I, I, I think I have. I think I have a solution. I, I found a book and, and, and was able to figure out a, a, a magical spell to cast on myself, and uh, I was able to cure it eventually. But he, 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 he did something strange to me. Um, I think that man and. And then this other large creature came, and uh, I was able to keep him out of the home for a little while, uh, while I quickly devised a plan to to institute my lunar escape. I, I, it was my only chance. I I was hoping to not have to use this this spell until, um, well, you know, until I figured out how to get back from the. But I had no choice. It was this or death. And so I made my decision and teleported myself to the moon with hopes that with enough clues and information, someone would be able to figure out how to get back. And I had to make it hard enough that this creature couldn't find me and easy enough that some group of adventurers might stumble upon my my research and my trail of breadcrumbs and survive as long as I could in my magical hut on the moon. You... You sent yourself there? Good heavens. I have always been fascinated by the moon and thought maybe uh, one day I would be able to, to go and I didn't think it would be like this and I can say that I'm in no hurry to return. It's a rather dull place, the moon. If you are saying that all this that has transpired to us has happened as a result of your research, I can only say I think you should be much more careful with it in future, but but if you do know a way to help me from suffering the same nightmares and, and dreams and, and um, difficulty sleeping, I beg you will help me. You've been touched by this creature, this, this person, this curse bringer as well, I see. Yes. Sure, yes, yes, come. And he places your hand in his and some restorative energy flows through from him as he chants some words into you and you feel at peace. Um, you still are exhausted, uh, but you feel that that, um, that a good night's sleep would now come to you. Um, you almost fall asleep while like, while standing there. <laughs> how, how did you do that? What did you do? Oh, I've I've learned a few, a few tricks here and there. This simply rem curse removal spell. This one of us should definitely learn that. Yeah. Yes, maybe next time I sleep, <laughs> I can look it up and prepare it. A little bit of flavor. He could share some research with you a bit and kind of show you the books he read. And uh, and when you uh, take your next rest, you'll. Oh, right here. It's paragraph four in my my notebook here. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Oh, I, I remember it now. Thank you. In my tired state, it must have for my memory. Okay, so I'm sorry. Were you gonna say something? Can I say one more? No, no. See you, my good, my good Loxodon. We must have words about one other issue of your home. Uh, Low in here, found and rescued a young child who had been taken captive and seemed to be being prepared 
almost to be eaten. And I don't understand this, and, and we, we need to recover this child back to safety of her domicile. What can well, you tell us about this? Good heavens, I can assure you I've never consumed any child in my time here. But the beast that was here before me was something of nightmares. I'm afraid to see what else he has done to my home and to the area of surrounding. I can only imagine that the children in the village would be terrified of such a monster. Uh, there is a nearby village. Perhaps we could work to return this child to, to their home or orphanage there if, if they don't have a home. Uh, perhaps I can use some of my restorative magic on her as well and try and figure out what's wrong. Yes, she that was. would be very nice. Speaking of horrible things this man might have done, there's a room in your house that has, like, it's not an explosion. Not sure what that's about, but very sorry to see it. I chuckle. Uh, <laughs> Well, you see, there was there was uh, robots and, and, and well, yeah, because you're exhausted. <laughs> He's got a little out of hand. The robots, you know, may have sparked a little minor. Oh, man. I'll let, I'll let you roll straight with Saxon helping to convince uh, behind. He's kind of being your hype man. True that? What? <laughs> well, my first roll was a 16. My second was a 10. So if you're going to let me go take, with the take first Take your 16. And you... Oh, okay. it seems like I've got a lot of work to do around here. I hope yeah. he didn't do too much damage. So. What else is in the basement? The, the basement was uh, where I kept my most valuable uh, magical possessions um, and some of my research and uh, I, I don't know what it's used for now. I, have, I, I, I don't know. I haven't been. I sort of Nudge Saxon and say under my breath, Do you still have those spell, spell books we took from his library? Yes, I have them Can't hear you. I'm sh- yes, I haven't. I haven't. Re- I'm whispering. Yes, I haven't returned them. I'm sure he can just find out the new ones. It's lost. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think that's right. Uh, is there anything else you need us to do for you? Because I think we killed the big bad guy. Well, I have been thinking a lot by myself on the moon. (laughs) In a tiny hut with no walls. And he kind of zones off for a minute. Right, yes. Um... Uh, and I am a very smart man, but unfortunately I don't, I don't have the venture to go and live my intelligence in the world. Uh, this man came and has taken some of my work and I was right and he proved it. You being here is is a sign of that. Perhaps... I could have more things, more research, more ideas. Perhaps 
friends or good people as yourself might be interested in checking up on some of my research and validating some of my findings and helping me solve mysteries and find long lost relics and artifacts perhaps we could mutually benefit from this I could stay here and pour over my books and you could prove my findings by proving my findings I'll get more popular and people will understand my research more and more and I could surely pay you in whatever treasures or items you might find along the way or we could uh, you know historical artifacts could be returned to museums where they belong uh, we have a lot to hash out but I think that this could be a mutually exclusive or mutually beneficial relationship I have lots of research notes and I'm excited to see which of my theories are, are true and, and which which might not be or which actually I've got a few that I'm afraid are true well, before we get into negotiations about some other island to destroy and so on and so forth, it may be beneficial if we could understand where we are in this wide world. We, we were just dropped here out of thin air and have no idea where we are, where, if we are in an area or a town or city. Dropped out of thin air? Which doesn't, do any of you possess the ability to move around without travel to teleportation magic teleportation magic i hear it. i hear it's on the low if you do that stuff it's not really well it was on. it was more done to us shall we say by, oh. by the creature on the island done to you huh? well this region is known as the summerlands we're in the south of america pulling up a map i want to everyone else, I think Zaxxon would just kind of talk with him and stuff, but obviously jump in whatever everyone can say. Not trying to monopolize it. I think Dole might would want to talk to him about his research. Yep. I'm, I'm confused about everything, so I'm not even sure what question to start with. <laughs> So, the plan is, I'm just looking at this map, I don't know where you are. So, the Summerland is uh, southeast of Knotside, it's kind of where, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of where Glowen originally was from in Knotside, um, do I believe. Uh, you're to the you're to the south of the basilisk spine so um that original map of Ameria, i don't know that i still have it oh it's way up in the north here. but it prepares uh, i do have Luth it was, Hold on. I'll, I'll was up there here. fighting the vampire slave trade as well yeah so the summerland is all the way up here in the north it's in the north but it's in, it's in the south of where you started your adventure, but it's still very much north of the, uh, of Odenberg. Um, okay, so here is the plan. Um, 
this officially concludes your introduction campaign. Congratulations. I want to have, um, I want to give you a last, the last couple things. So as you talk with uh, Theo, um, he sees Glowin go to pick up the staff and he says, oh yes, that staff. And he begins to tell you a long story about how great it was. And um, if you agree to, he, he, he basically negotiates that if you all agree to go into business with him, that you may keep these magical items that opened the pathway into the telescope. Uh, into unlocking the telescope. So um, the staff is the Skyfire staff, which I already showed you and told you about. Um, the cloak is a cloak of protection. Uh, the shield is a plus one shield. The cleaver is a plus one hand axe. So that is a hand axe and can be used as a thrown weapon. Um, and the potions are healing potions. The candle is a candle of the deep, which you already knew. Um, I think that's everything. So if would, you would other like some of these healing potions, I shouldn't have all four. They might yes, come. Yes, you in guys can divide up that loot. That was your that was your loot for for winning the day here. Is uh -oh. the Lustadon shield also? It's a plus one shield. What was the candle? Do we know? It gives light even underwater, wherever you are. It never burns down. Okay. I don't imagine I would use a healing potion as readily as some other people. I mean, of course I wouldn't mind holding one, but I feel like some of the in-combat people might need them more. I'll have to I'll have to create this shield. It's a shield that gives plus one of defense. It's, it doesn't look like a plus one shield as an item, but I'll uh, I'll create that item. If you tell me who's gonna have it, I'll put it in there later. I'm not sure. Does anyone other than Dolan might use no. Oh, okay, so I'll create it for Dolomite uh, and I'll put it in his inventory. So basically, when he's, if he just has the shield attuned, it gives him plus one defense. And then by using it, he gets the additional plus two defense that a shield gives him. So it's an item that will require attunement, but it'll give him plus one defense. I think he would probably be interested in a healing potion. I would take a healing potion. Go for it. I have one more. Well, I have two more. Anybody wants one? Did you count me taking one? Sorry, what was that, Chloe? Did you count me taking one? I didn't. Are you taking You are? I don't think I need to. I think other people should. Right? Uh, Luth, do you want it? Or if not, I'll sack Uh, I think Luth is fine. I think you will be okay without. Okay. Lord Saxon, take this for an emergency. Yes, yes, well, if you insist. And I have one as well. No harm in being overprepared. Did this man... Theo, did you tell us how much you were going to pay us? Uh, so that would be, you know, part of the next story. It's basically, uh, it would be by contract. And so um, the plan is that he would provide you with some research and um, he 
you know, when you talk about teleportation magic, he'll he'll tell you that you know, he knows that it's frowned upon, but he has the ability to do some low-level teleporting, um, and he'll try and get you close to an area um, where you need to be to solve that to to settle that contract that that research, um, and then you'll go and do that research, and then um, uh, you'll be able to use a scroll, a spell scroll that he gives you to teleport yourselves back to him uh, whenever you need to come. When you finish, basically, adventure, you can use that spell scroll to come back. So that's kind of the agreement that he'll, that he'll work out with you. Um, and so there'll be different books of research that we'll discuss um, at the next session where you can kind of take that book of research and you'll go and, and do that thing. Cool. Hey, um, tonight, while we're unrolling our bedrolls, someone can explain how payment and currency work to <laughs> well, you know how bartering works. You're familiar with that. Yeah. So I've got a base. I've got a basis to build on. All right. So there were a couple other items that I didn't hear who was taking. So there's the cloak of protection. What is that? Just plus armor or something? Uh, I'll tell you. Cloak of protection. Uh, you gain a plus one bonus to AC and saving throws while wearing this cloak. Would that be of benefit? I, I assume somebody who's getting hit should have such a thing. Does that benefit me in wolf form as well as person form? Yeah, it does. <sighs> Is that not something you would want? Um, I think it's or something even... that Luth could use, but I don't like. I think Luth has a lot of stuff already. Okay. So, How about Celise? Um, what's her AC? Sixteen. Same as oh. mine. Mine's substantially less. Yeah. So keep it. Even in wolf form? I'm looking at that now. Yeah, it's only 14 in wolf form. Oh, dear. Do your hit points go up in wolf form, though? Well, I have separate hit points. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it is ben It definitely benefits me to shapeshift a lot. I'll, I'll look at that. There's debate. Oh, about wolf? Well, if it doesn't help you, Bethany, I'm sure. So, I would allow the cloak to melt, because it says your possessions meld with you. Um, and equipment functions as normal, but the DM decides whether it's practical for you to be able to continue to wear a piece of equipment. So, a cloak, I think that I would allow that to meld with you, but if it was like you know, your weapon, like, obviously, like, your weapon isn't going to continue to give you your uh, passive bonus because it's not, like, a weapon, right? So a cloak is something that you could wear, uh, and if even if you were a wolf, you could wear it, but it melds with your form, and it will continue to give you the benefit of the will, will Yes, it'll work. Okay. 
Um, wolf form in every combat? No. Probably a third of them so far. Okay. Regarding... So you're good on the cloak, then. I'm taking this? Right. Okay. Yeah. Regarding the hand axe, um, Elmite has a dagger um, equipped. He has a hand axe in his inventory. I mean, he hasn't used a hand axe in combat, so I feel like someone else would use it more. Maybe. Uh, we can always talk with him on that week, but I guess maybe he would sometimes have a use for it if no one else is going to have an immediate use for it. But maybe he can tell us that more next week. The hand, uh, for Dolomite you're talking about? Yeah, the plus one cleaver or whatever. Yep. I know he doesn't do a lot of melee, but if he gets in melee, I think he would want to have so, some. Uh, when we're done doling out loot, I wanted to go into a period of time for Q&A, so, so I'll uh, answer any questions you had about the campaign. Um, oh my gosh, wait, our kids are supposed to be here for that. <laughs> we, we, can, we can have another time to do that, too. Um, but I will say that the plus one hand axe, I added it at the last minute to this puzzle uh, for the sake of Dolomite, not specifically for Dolomite, but so that he could use his tinkering ability because he mm-hmm. gave uh, Luth the the, the plus the returning weapon uh, enchant and nobody oh, had anything okay. to throw <laughs> and so you had nothing to throw and you had this returning weapon um, enchantment so it seems like yeah it could be something that he could use and put his returning weapon enchant on um, and, uh, I guess if you want to drop it in his inventory then you yeah. can figure out how it works and I have to, I guess I have to check. I don't, I don't even know if you can enchant a dirty enchant weapon. I have to look at that. Either way, that was what I was, that was my thought when I figured it out. Oh, uh, right. It's, a, it's an infusion, It's though. an infusion, it's, yeah. I mean, it does say turning it into a magic weapon. I'll just double check, but I think, I think you can. So, uh, let's settle up Dolomite now so we can be doing that. So, hand axe. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I think you long rested him. He needs a potion of healing. Plus one hand axe. Uh, potion. Uh, he needs the shield. Potion of healing. I'm just gonna put a shield in as a placeholder, and I'll fix that. And then. He's long rested, so he's at max hit points and no temporary hit points. Was there any? Well, can you, can you give him the eight from uh, after you woke up? Gotcha. Okay. I think that is it. So his spells should all be refreshed. Uh, yes, they should. His tinkering—I don't know—he he can do that, I guess. His tinkering seems to be all filled up, but I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at that later. Are we, is Theo granting us the luxury of his house for tonight? Are we? Yeah, I think we would probably try to discuss 
resting up, getting a good meal. Saxon would ask if he has any bathing facilities and uh, what else? Maybe do a little bit of research and study. Some of us might. Yes. Is the village close that we could return this girl? Yeah, so over the course the of the next day or so, the girl gets healed. She tells you that she's an orphan from a town, a neighboring town. So you're able to return the orphan to the orphanage there. Um, the orphanage had quite a few children go missing over the span of the, the last year or so, uh, as Theo was not uh, in his in his home for about a year. Um, and during that time, there was talk of a strange rat man in town who would come and lure children away and, and capture them and take them back. Uh, they had never been seen of again, and so uh, you saved this girl from a grueling fate, and you saved many other children in the town as well. Um, the the home would be in need of some repair. He, he agrees to, you know, obviously uh, you guys can work together to help repair some of that. He agrees to let you stay as long as you wish. Um... Uh, you know, it's, it's you basically brought him back from the moon. He's really happy to have uh, people to talk to, one, um, and, you know, grateful that you brought him back. So uh, you can assist in doing any of that research. Obviously, his library is open. It's a very expansive library. He's got a lot of stuff to share. Uh, as you venture down into the vault with him, you find that it is just a, uh, a room of nightmares. Um, it has been, um, it's where the Oni spent most of its time. It's where the Oni feasted on most of his meals, there's bones, there's blood, there's, it's just, just disgustingly gross. Most of the, anything nice down there had been destroyed. Um, uh, and uh, fortunately, he uh, hid most of his wealth in pocket dimensions, in things like bags of holding, uh, hidden throughout the house, and so he was able to not be at a total loss. He only was able to find all of those little pockets and uh, most of his magical items, possessions, and uh, hordes of cash are available to him. Um, and so, uh, you know, the plan is that uh, you'll build up. Um, go ahead. Uh, one, I don't mind if we want to have a follow-up question on the mirror that he investigated unsuccessfully and you know, about that technology. Uh, yeah, so the mirror that you had to break, unfortunately, uh, the one, that, is that the one you're talking about? The yeah, we're yeah. Beast, yeah. Um, so that was a magical mirror, and that is actually, um, if, if you remember when Luth removed the cover of the mirror, there was a piece missing from it. A small piece had been cut out of that mirror. That was the piece that was affixed to the front of the telescope. Um, so he had purchased this mirror and used the magics in this mirror to be able to teleport him there, and that's where part of his teleportation magic comes from, uh, is the ability to use the telescope to send people, uh, send himself and others to destinations that he's able to scry through that glass. And so it is magical glass, um, and um, it has to be treated and enchanted and but the glass itself, like the contents of that glass in its shattered form, is probably worth two to three hundred gold. Uh, not that piece, but the the remaining glass in that mirror. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll leave that to you to follow up. All right. So, any. 
So congratulations, everyone's done. Um, I'm not gonna level you up yet because I'd like you to start, I'd like to start these uh, one-shot knights at level five because level five is super powerful um, and it should take a little bit of time to get to six. And so we're gonna start at level five as we go through these. Um, this campaign took a lot longer than I thought it would, but uh, congratulations. Uh, on Imagine everything. if we hadn't gotten the natural 20s, how much longer would it take? Yeah, yeah. Well, you got a lot of natural ones on some nights, uh, and, and you lost one along the way, um, which is unavoidable and tragic. So really, uh, you know, we got 10 minutes till 11. I, if you guys want to throw some questions out now or think about some stuff, we can start the next session with some Q&A. Um, I don't have, a, don't have the next piece ready to go yet, so I'll... Hopefully, I'll be able to have something ready in a week. Um, but, uh, yeah. you have any questions? Burning thoughts? How long did you think it was going to take us? So, like, when you read through some of the some of the written-out stuff, which we, we did have to alter quite a bit in, in a couple of scenarios, but it would be like, this section should take 20 minutes. And it would be like, we took two sessions. <laughs> like, but that was because, like heavy role play was involved in some of those uh non you know whatever scenes so like some of them were were just was longer uh, and we made some changes and, and there were seven characters at night at times right and so there were just enough a bunch of you um, so yeah i don't understand the relationship between the oni and everything else the rakshasa I'm confused about where the Oni came from. Hired hand from the Raksasa to take care of Theo because if Theo showed up uh, while he was <coughs> Theo, then his Theo ruse would be ruined. So he stole the identity of Theo and hired the Raksasa to go, or hired the Oni to go back and finish the job. So that Raksasa is still out there somewhere. The Raksasa you killed and sent to the Nine Hells. Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought it said it would be back, so I wasn't sure how dead it really was. Mm. How much do you know about Rakshasas? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so are we are we presuming that that was the Rakshasa in disguise who came to get his research? Uh, yes. Okay. If I, I'm still holding this piece of this green gem. Would it have had any purpose if I had ever asked anybody about it? Uh, it was simply a piece of the energy core of one of the flying vessels that was used in the explosion uh, that took out the first ship that your zoo was on. Um, and so it wouldn't have done anything except help you to decipher that it was similar material that was made to use the bomb the second time. So like it was kind of the same bomb or a similar type of bomb that uh, owner had set up on the new ship. Wasn't owner using the... The ship's core to make an explosion, yeah. But to power his suit at the end too? Yeah, he had a, piece, a smaller piece to power the mechanical suit, yep. And then the flying... Uh, aircraft that fake Theo came in on was also powered by the same material. Yes. 
who collapsed us in the cave. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that the tieflings. Was, uh, yeah, it was the um, so the tieflings rain and um, rain and sky or rain and whatever. I don't remember their name. Um, I have to go back and look. They were sent to dispatch of you, take care of you. So they kind of set that set that trap, that debated debated trap, that ambush, if you will. That was a bedroom argument, so I knew how it happened. Oh wait! How in the well, she heck? Detect- so so so. Uh, I did find traps, and I did two spells, and it didn't get these. But it's about standing a there. mechanical machine yes. or, or so device. The, it's intent to trap, and the, the spell yeah. does not detect intent to trap. It just detects trap, and so they, it's not like they set a boulder to fall when you walked in. You guys walked in, and they cast the fireball spell on the entrance of the cave, which collapsed the front of the cave. And the bat guano is a component of the fireball spell, which none of you are wizards, so none of you would have known that. So was there any real... Was there any real options for what we could have done differently? Like from that point on, when we were in the camp with Warner, and then all of a sudden back to the ship, things missing, go look for it, follow the tracks, step in the cave, collapse the cave. Like, could we have made any substantially different decisions that would have not, that would have changed the outcome? I mean, they might have changed things around the edges, but was the outcome always going to be? You know, we're stuck in the cave, the dragonborn invade. So you wouldn't necessarily, you could have not been stuck in the cave. Okay. But, I mean, the story wrote you into the cave. You would have gone in the cave for Vuda, right? Like, if you chose not to go get Vuda, um, you know, things could have been different there. But um, once Theo arrived, the plan was always. So Theo brought with him that dragonborn guy. Yeah, how'd they all get there? The whole- yeah, I wondered that too. Like, So there's suddenly- another island of dragonborn creatures that's not far, and as soon as the defense matrix is down, um, they were able to see the island, because the island was invisible. It was mm. like Wonder Woman Island for a while. Yeah, so the only no way to get there was by chance. Wait. So once, once they could see the island, he was able to call his army over. What caused the island to become visible? Yeah, so uh, the research Theo had uh, talked about the um, pillars of power or whatever, um, and they were able to use that knowledge to uh, get to a general area and then collapse that uh, protection network. So it was part of the part of the research that Theo had talked about how how they had used magic to hide the island. Uh, potentially, and um, kind of a, a roundabout area where they thought it could be. So once he got to that area, he was able to cast some uh, dispel magic abilities to remove the magic on one of the runes, which breaks down the rest of the network across the island, which made it visible again. And what were they actually looking for? Because Theo, the fake Theo's story that he was looking for an artifact, was that true? Or Yeah, so you don't know much about fake Theo. Uh, you didn't you didn't have time slash list to listen because the guy said he was, you know, he hit the self-destruct button. You guys were like, shut up. Which way did he go? Um, and you would have you would have realized that um, 
a little more about Fake Theo, um, but he absolutely was there to steal the power of Krihu. So he was there to drain the life force of the demigod that lived under your temple um, and become one of the six demigod titans. So there really was a Grihu this whole time. That was, was the thing we saved. I... Well, I mean, I, I knew that there was something there. I didn't realize it was Grihu. Yeah. So it was weird, like, the the, the backstory, and I can... I feel like I should have been a little bit more in awe of my god when I saw it, but at that point I was pretty over it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. You'd be a bit jaded at that point. Um, I was like, look. No, I think you did. This whole thing would have been a lot easier if you'd let me into the temple at some point. I mean, you did a great job RPing this character from a culture that you had no, not much knowledge of and totally different than everybody else. So on that note, she was not supposed to be the chosen one. I don't know if we've talked about this. I know I talked to Bethany and the kids about it. Um, the chosen one was supposed to be Sentry. Oh. Because when you guys went to the dream state to be tested, I put a flail on a pillar and said, yeah. get the flail. Right. Whichever one of you grabbed the flail was to be written in as the chosen one. Ah. Sentry grabbed the flail and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, leading up to the point where you guys were going to get the flail and I was like texting him more. I'm like, yo, are you coming back this week? Like, he's like, no, I'm not going to make it. I'm really busy. And then like, finally I was like, like the night that I knew beyond a doubt that you were going to have the flail and see the paintings, it was like, yeah. hey, Hey, are you are you coming? It was the night you were gonna see the paintings because the paintings were gonna give it away. Right. Uh, and he was like, I don't think I'm gonna be back for a while. And I was like, an hour before the session, I was like, All right, oh. hold on, I gotta pivot this oh. whole story because obviously it can't be Century. So we we kill off Century, we'll kill him off, whatever, write him out. And then uh, I had to be like, well, who who else could do it? And it didn't make sense really for any of you because none of you ever even touched the flail. So I was like, yeah. well, the only other logical explanation is if Zethafe would be it. But then it's like, if Zethafe was the chosen one, wouldn't Viothe have seen Zethafe's picture on the wall and maybe given her more information or like brought her? So like, there was a hole in that story, but I, that's I why. I thought it worked fine. <laughs> I, I, I thought it made total sense at the time. Uh, uh, so I let me read to you. Good job. You know, good job with that. I assumed that the like, pictures in the wall like manifested once we entered the temple and hadn't like mm. been there the whole time yeah they would have they would have manifested well i mean they wouldn't have manifested the story would have been they would have always been there but the you know the idea was my story manifested when you grabbed the flail and that's what i decided was going to be on those etchings but the etchings are supposed mm. to have been there um mm. so 66 the guy you spent about yeah i was gonna ask for yeah uh he has yeah. a page of information that I was... Wow. Were we seriously supposed to stand there and listen to him? So, you were only no. supposed to have 10 minutes to do what you did in 12. The, huh. the quick rush through. Uh, because yeah. you would have listened to what 66 was going to tell you because he was going to tell you a lot of information. And so, um, I gave you 15 since you didn't listen to any of them. 
Mm. Um, so you traded information for time. I think we thought if we sit here and listen, so you would have gotten 10 minutes versus the 15 so and and it's probably when you did it we would have failed your group is super slow so yeah uh so i'll read you i'll read you 66s because it's a lot of really great stuff um that explains a little bit about like why there was a spaceship in the island right so uh nearly 1500 years ago this temple was found by six powerful beings called dulans the dulans created the humans and the elves they also created two more races before those. First, they created the Titans, 12 legendary creatures whose power know no bounds. Most of the Titans are gone or resting now, but one such Titan, Grihu the Traveler, lives below this temple. From Grihu's blood, the Dulans then created the second race, which you've heard this term, Dana, Dana Varakti. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Immediately, the Dulans realized that they made a mistake. Creating the Dhanavarakti, they were cruel fiends focused only on their own goals. The Dhanavarakti wanted to erase creatures spawned by the Titans and the Dulans from the Earth and recreate the cosmos in their own image. Like the Titans, the Dhanavarakti were limited to 12, and they could not propagate their species. Fake Theo was a Dhanavarakti. Which, in this world, assumes the persona and being of a Rakshasa. Uh, the old man coughs in his hand. Blood. He's dying. Eventually, one of the Dulans, the greatest of their kind, a man named Maf, took his Cosmo ship to the location, to this location, and built a, this temple over Grihu. Maf believed that if he could combine the best elements of the four races. Titans, Donovarakti, humans, and elves, he could create a creature capable of reversing the forces that tear at the fabric of reality. After millennia of study and experimentation, he created two such creatures that were nearly perfect. Myself and my brother. This is 66 people. We both left to the mainland and started new lives, but I've always felt the call of this location and the titan below it. So after some time, I returned. For a few centuries, Maff and I worked to create more and more of my brethren. Most lacked magical abilities, but they possessed the same long-livedness long that I did. Many of those failed experiments are now on the second level of this temple, which you guys completely were able to avoid through really great puzzle solving and map work and um, probably just good gut instinct not removing the heavily barricaded from the inside yeah, sexy. <laughs> that was a floor of terrible, awful, awfulness. Mutated species walking around, killing people, throbbing, pulsing root mutations that um, I'm sure Luth would have attempted to bite one because the creatures ate oh, man. It would have mutated something on you hysterically. Um, anyway. That, so we missed out on that hilarity, but it was it was definitely a whole floor of combat if you decided to go that way. Um, let's see. Uh, the second level of the temple, but uh, there were some who were nearly a complete success. The old man pauses and stares at the floor. It is clear his mind is elsewhere. After a moment, he turns back to you and smiles. Maff and I also built the pylons across the land to hide this temple, as well as other clues that would lead those back here. 
Not too long ago, something destroyed the tower that controls the pylons, thus revealing our world. And now, there is a Donabarakai in this temple. The creature injured me and fled to the basement. It believes that it can claim a portion of Grihu's power and amplify its power and potentially finish what others of its kind started, the destruction of this world. If you cannot stop him, I have no choice but to destroy the temple and the island. You have ten minutes. Wow. I will say I really What's that? I was just gonna say I really enjoyed all the like puzzle solving in the temple. Thought that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, the temple was written by, so the island, the temple, um, the original skeleton cave that I tried to tempt you guys into going into, all written by the same guy, um, DM Dave. And then this house, the idea of the house was written by another guy, and all of the puzzles in the house were me. I wrote those. Oh, nice. Oh, nice work. That's that all. Fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's really cool. What did, uh, I'm curious what we missed out on in the robot room. Uh, so the robots, <laughs> you didn't miss anything. It was a really good, it was a really good move, Mary Beth, blowing them off with a fireball. Um, they all were super low hit points, and they were just annoying. Most combat in that whole house was supposed to take place in one rest, right? You were not supposed to be able to, to rest. So you go, you long rest, and then you go in there and you kill it all. And you were supposed to end with the Oni, which, of course, you always start with the boss and work backwards. Like, you operate. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so well, you're, you're able to just, like, nuke the boss because all, all, all of that other stuff was just meant to burn up a couple of spell slots so that when you got to the Oni, you were in a lessened state. But instead, you walked right up to him, fully rested, and just touched him, and he fell over. Um, so really, they were all low-hit-point drones that would have just attacked you until you kind of figured out that you could either turn them off uh, so a dexterity check to flip their switch in the center of their chest would turn them off or um, just, you know, crush them all. Uh, you didn't lose that on anything. Because the shield was magic, it was not destroyed in the explosion. So, backtrack. The whole purpose of Orner was just to get us to the island. So I wanted you guys to have a nemesis. Uh, right from the beginning of the adventure. Um, so bringing two of you in, being his guard, was kind of a cool twist. Uh, and then when he started murdering people and you had to kind of do some crime problem solving there, that was, uh, that was a fun twist. And then um, I did rewrite a bit of the ending of the temple, and there was an optional ending. And because I subscribed to DM Dave, I got the optional endings, which include Orner's Revenge, the subplot. <laughs> And so Orner really was supposed to go away after you landed on the island and crashed on the island like we could have rode him right out. But instead, we kept him around, brought him back, uh, made him a little stronger, a little more powerful, gave him his uh, mech suit, right? Um, and it would have been the two tieflings that you would have battled before the dragon instead of Owner and his mech suit. Um, and so I just thought it'd be really cool just to give a nice climactic ending to the Owner saga give you a give you a villain that you could because it helped you chase into the jungle with having having that cat and mouse game with Horner being around and giving you some caution forcing you to explore um, yeah yeah, owner existed basically to get you guys to the island the the ship was going to crash land 
uh, there was nothing we could do to prevent that. There was nothing that, you right, could do to prevent being was... on the island. Yeah. Once right. you got on okay. the boat, you were going to the island. So chapter one was like get on the boat and introduce your characters. Chapter two was crash landed on the island and the island survival phase, which it was a bit confusing um, to run, and I'm sure it was a bit confusing to play through as well, like the rolling and the tiles. And once we got the hang of it, I kind of liked it. Like it was really cool because it was just so different, exploring different tiles and being able to survive. Yeah. Once you determined that you had two goodberry spells, you were good on food. You didn't have to worry about food. And then once you were able to desalinize water and create water through two more spells, um, I decided quickly to pivot away from survival to the tribe, right? Because really, well, Ada dying kind of sped that up by a week because we had yeah, to let you and your but... character in. Um, but once you kind of solved that puzzle and we're like, all right, we no longer have to worry about food and water. There's no sense in you exploring the rest of the island. There were things on the island you missed. Um, because the island's really big, and if you took a lot more time exploring, you would have come across a couple other of other things. Uh, there was that other civilization of men. Yeah, were we supposed to have potential? All optional. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Optional uh, to engage them. Uh, optional to befriend them. Op all optional. Mm -hmm. uh, there was an abandoned temple. Um, the you never found the 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 man and boy that escaped the temple. Yeah, I don't um, know. So you never found them. Uh, running, running yeah. around that jungle. What about? Um, We're gonna head to bed, guys. Sorry. Oh, good night, night, guys. Night, guys. Good night. Nice yeah. What about the um, puzzles with the hundred men on the wall and blind eyes? Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna give too much more of that away. It just it does have to do with the man and the boy, though. That escaped. Oh, because I might I might come back to use some of that content. Okay. Mm. So, go ahead. I was just gonna say, could we have actually not been teleported out by Grigu? Like, could we have stayed like Santa Fe since the and then like go to the other plane of the island, or is that totally? So I guess yes. that would have been. Once, once you finish the alternate ending that I chose for us was that you had to free the real Theo. So Theo Barvaskis was in this adventure and it was an alternate persona that the Dhanavarakta used to infiltrate the temple. But I decided I really liked the character and so I made him a Luxodon so that you would have really, so that like it would draw Luke in and he would want to befriend him. And so I kind of tricked, tricked him into, into that because I was like, oh, we're going to make a Luxodon. And then two, uh, I really wanted to make a character that could go long term with you guys uh, and that you could kind of befriend and then like be betrayed by. But it wasn't really him. But then you go free the real him and he's a really great guy. And now like he's the guy that you're going to kind of adventure for. Um, and so I want like when I read through the adventure, I'm like, I want to make the captain of this ship someone who becomes the, the person who they end up, like, kind of working for. Because um, yeah. I was trying to figure out, because yeah. we had talked before we started playing about wanting to do this one-shot style adventure. Because right. um, it's going to give us a lot more freedom, different people can DM, different characters can swap out. Um, and so by doing now this, we're kind of, you guys are kind of just uh, adventuring yeah. troop and you can bring your friends and you know what 
person can guess um, for a couple episodes yeah. or whatever. Um, and so we knew that was the goal. And so I, I found this adventure. I read through it all and was like, I really like a lot of it. And now I just need to figure out an alternate ending to get them back home, kind of fixing everything. So yes, the end of the adventure in, in both the alternate endings, I believe, you teleport away, like Riku teleports you out, but it's to like whatever. And so I wanted to teleport you right into the next chapter where you rescue Theo. And I didn't want to make it, I didn't want you battling any dragons or anything because it would have been a little unrealistic. Uh, but um, having a super smart scientist guy trapping himself on the moon seemed kind of funny and <laughs> a lighthearted, a lighthearted end since the beginning was a little lighthearted too, to the kind of climactic middle. Mm. Hmm. Was there any other so our original intention to get off the island was there anything else we could have done to facilitate yeah, that? So, um, there were a couple of barrier islands that you eventually hmm. potentially maybe could have made it to um, which had some stuff going on on those not much um, and it would have taken a lot to get there uh, because of the way that the island was, uh, we, and we just rewatched Castaway the other day, which, and that's kind of how I envisioned this island being. Like the waves just broke too heavy off the shore that you just couldn't get past it without, you know, having a proper uh, sailing. So there was uh, there was another group. I'm trying to remember who it was on the island. I don't know if it was the men, the other small group or whatever. That um, there was a there was a, a woman who was exiled from the tribe. I don't remember her name now. Um, and she lived alone on the island, and she would have been able to help you build a raft to get to the barrier island. That was that was kind of the only the only path to getting anywhere else, uh, and it really wasn't even a full plot over there. It was just kind of another subplot. Very cool. So there, so this this story falls in line with part of part of this greater series uh, called the Hand of Eight. Um, and I do want to stick to the one-shotty things, but I think that some of the chapters in Hand of Eight I'm going to be reading through and potentially doing a, you know, still a one-shot, but a longer one-shot. Like, once we do a couple of shorter ones, then maybe he can be like, oh, well, here's something about your island, and we'll kind of try and write some of that stuff in, and we'll get, um, you know, a bigger piece of the story. So there, there are, I do want to come back to a little bit of this lore a little, um, eventually, I think, um... And then obviously we'll have to decide when you guys retire at what level, right? So how high do we want to write one-shot content for? But there's a lot of good content out there um, at level 5. So I think level 5 is going to be really fun. So you do one or two one-shots at level 5, then a couple level 6, and we'll keep going. Yeah, no, I thought it was really compelling story. A lot of challenges. It lent itself to a lot of I thought interesting interactions. Yeah, I liked the variety. But yeah, like, I, you know, we might spend one or two sessions, maybe like up to three on any piece of it, but right, um, right. it moved on pretty quickly to some new challenge or puzzle. Yeah, I did try and railroad you out of something sometimes, uh, and I hope that it didn't feel railroady, right? But um, there were certain pivotal moments that had to happen that were like, well, this this is where you have to be, right? But like, there were no, I don't think you ever were up trying to choose against 
the storyline, so like I never had to really bring you back. Um, but you, I mean, you could have spent a year exploring the island and uncovering all the side quests on the island and getting a, you know, a couple pieces of information, a couple pieces of treasure, or whatever. But nothing, mm-hmm. nothing like the main storyline. So. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a comfort to me too that, like, knowing that you will railroad us if we need to be railroaded, because I think some of like our hesitation to make decisions or our thoroughness about things is like not wanting to get ourselves off track or miss like the main thing that we need in order to advance. But like, you're not going to like force us to stay on the Island just because we didn't like find the right engine component or like score high enough on an investigation at some like crucial plot point. Right. I mean, my, my goal is just to write a story where you guys are the hero. And so if you guys are on an Island and you fail a, investigation check or two and then you're no longer the heroes and then we role play you guys living on a desert island for the next year like that's just <laughs> there, there has fun. to be some way <laughs> so yeah. like I, you know i have like the mirror right like you had to look in the mirror someone had to discover tonight that there were objects in the mirror that were not in the room mm-hmm. right and so right. if you would have decided to explore the vault i didn't have a map for the vault because you weren't supposed to unlock the vault because the Oni had the key to the vault. <laughs> then you roll the natural 20 on the lockpick. And so, like, none of that was supposed to happen. So I didn't even have a map or anything prepared for the vault. But I would have explained the vault the same way as, as I did tonight, right? Like, it was just an obscene, disgusting scene, right? Like, you go down, somebody immediately vomits. Like, it was just terrible. And so eventually you would have realized, like, okay, there's nothing else here except this giant mirror. Right, and so I would have then had to, naturally you would have steered yourselves towards, well, there's nothing else here. It's, there's got to be something with the mirror. Um, and eventually we figured it out. Unless we had left and gone to and, take yeah. this kid back to the village hey, and never yeah. discovered <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, the... Don't say nothing, because yeah. we could always find some nonsense. True. <laughs> uh, remove curse was the only way to remove your curse. Which I know I, I, it was funny, and that you have it but couldn't learn it, and and I looked up, and I, you know, no one else in the party could cast it, so I had to decide that Theo could cast from your curse, which is fine. He can cast it. Um, and then comprehend languages, since none of you spoke celestial, was the other spell that you guys all needed, um, and no one knew that as well. It's a bard, sorcerer, warlock, wizard spell. And what were we gonna do if nobody could? I wa- I would have written it on one of the spell scrolls, but I realized too late that none of you knew how to do it, um, and so I would have probably had to just retcon one of those spell scrolls to be a spell scroll because literally, like you could not have. So we kind of had to use Dolomite's language trait of. Uh, Feet, yeah, I could say, tell like, we were fudging it a little. All right, I mean, he he is a linguist. It's his feet, like a feet yeah. big deal. Yeah. All right, but everything was like all of his stuff was celestial, and so in the code word in Latin, I use Latin. Uh, what you said meant um, send back from the moon. So it sent you, and it brought back. Uh, whoever it was, and if he spoke celestial, you would have known that that's what it translated to. And then um, the spell that was that uh, was repeated after was "Return from the Moon," 
uh, is what uh, he said. So he's, he purposely added that send back portion of the spell to flip places so that it would be a little bit of a... Like, if you spoke Celestial, you might have read it and been like, oh, maybe this... I mean, it could have double meaning, or it could, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, that was... If you spoke Celestial, you would have had that um, information, too. And that last, the last piece of the puzzle was pretty obvious. I, I didn't think it would take long to figure that one out. Immediately went to the tapestry. At one point, I thought tongues might work on it, but I also knew that like tongues is supposed to really work with looks like spoken languages rather than like reading uh, or writing. So I wasn't sure you would let me use it, and then it turned out I couldn't take a long rest anyway, so it didn't matter. Oh right, that's what happened. Yeah, and Bard doesn't relearn spells. Like you pick your spells, and they're uh, well. I can change. Basically, I can change out one each time okay. I level. It's more yeah. restrictive than I was used to with Paladin. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I can add new, like, if I get a new slot, I'm just like, add. Sure. One random question. This is probably... This is probably nothing. Sorry, I would have allowed you to use tongues if that's what you had. Oh. Um, it, it's not it rules as written, but it's the only it's the only other thing that you would have. It just like the, the feet, like it's yeah. doesn't really do it. But if it's the only thing you have at your disposal, then there was one time when we were exploring the basement of the temple and rushing through that whole thing where there was a one of those vats was broken open. Was that just flavor, or was there something escaped from that? Or that, that uh, yeah. The man that escaped. Oh. You mean like they're growing their men? Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. Cloning them and growing them, probably. Uh, At the time, Mary I, Beth? I noted that down and I thought it was significant that I could pick Did Mary Beth know how weird her character was going to be? <laughs> Nick was I like, mean, I have the perfect solution. And I was like, okay. And then everybody hated me in the yeah. first episode. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. My character died. And she spent a good amount of time drawing those S's out of every word she said. Because <laughs> that helmet is still cursed. Well, I think, you know, you know, we, we returned that orphan to the orphanage. And then, you know, maybe... In six months or so, when we realize that she's magically gifted, and uh, Ada, you know, <laughs> you can kind of welcome her back. Well, Mary Beth, tell tell the fun the fun line. I don't maybe, maybe you don't even remember uh, that we thought could be a potential possibility in the future. You remember this? Well, I think that when I get to level nine, if we get there, I have spells that could potentially bring Ada back from the dead. We'd have to fudge it a little bit. Is that? Oh, yeah. Wow. So Zethave could resurrect could... Ada. <laughs> 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 and then it's just awesome. lives. How, how meta is that? <laughs> I'll just roleplay both of them. That's fine. <laughs> I, the podcast I listen to. They ended up in this weird state where um, let me think about this. 
one of them had to roll a new character because she wasn't she was in a different part of the like universe basically and so they added her to the original group so there were four of them three of them plus this new character and then her character over in the other part of the universe had three henchmen at so each of the four players would ping pong back and forth not usually in the same session but across different sessions they would play two different sets of characters at the same wow school. oh wow. my goodness really wild. that's cool well you did a really good job playing two characters these past two episodes i can barely keep up with one so i'm always impressed and when, they, and when they're back-to-back initiative it's not easy either yeah both <laughs> times both i mean times. he has a lot of cool stuff and i felt like i didn't do it any justice the but i also didn't want to burn up his complicated class and it's like there's just a lot going on and the bard is a complicated class the bard's a complicated class when you make a level up right because you have a lot of you're kind of pre-making a bunch of decisions as a bard and then once you've leveled up, you have your toolkit and you roll with it and you learn how to roll with it, which you did a great job on. The Artificer, every time he rests, he can change out his infusions and when he changes his infusions, it changes what people have equipped and, um, you know, so he can have up to three enchanted items passed out basically every day and so he has a couple, he passes out a couple, but it's like managing all of that every rest is a lot, especially if it's not even your character and you can't even have full use of the character sheet. So Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think I only used, I only cast one of his actual spells because I kept thinking, I kept thinking there was going to be one more big combat. I mean, I guess yeah. it should have been, but... Yeah, and honestly, like... Um, that's kind of why changing this format is going to be better because like he can be like hey I'm moving right? and we're like great you don't come on this adventure and we scale it back to be a four man adventure right. um, and we just sure. we don't have we'll never we should never have to play another character except for Celise and Luth who are, who are baby aggro right but um, you shouldn't have to play each other Well, it was a lot of fun. If you have more questions, we can start the next session and answer a couple more if you guys think of any. And I'm sure that my yep. children will have lots of questions and we'll try and write them down and answer those. Uh, so, no, yeah, this has too. been great. Thanks, Nick, for all the time. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, really great session again. I'll post this tomorrow. We need a name, I guess. So, uh, yeah. Throw some name ideas around in the, in the text. It'll yeah. be something to do with the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if right, guys. Comes to use the spell name or the magic oh, the Latin name, people. yeah. <sighs> All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night.